Hey, John. It's episode 69. <laughs> 69, dude. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, I am telling you right now, we are in rare form today for God knows why. We just do not know. Welcome to episode 69 ah! of the Essential Wrestling Podcast, powered, as always, by the Eastern Observer. You can taste the power. John, might as well get this out of the way early. My wife and I, we actually made, you know, for the occasion, we actually made a sex tape. We want to show everybody. You know, yeah, yeah. Uh, Scotch tape. Anyway, uh, you so, are classic. Yeah, right now, <laughs> three people still watching. Uh, welcome to the Essential Wrestling Podcast. We are a little shorthanded today, but it is okay. With us is John DeCani, the first ever PWP champion, wearing a very shirt specific for today's episode Wild Stallions, baby. <laughs> yes, sir. I, I made sure last week I said I, I was, you know, putting away the clean laundry and I went like, oh, my God, next week is episode 69. I took the shirt out and left is has been sitting on my desk all week so I wouldn't forget to wear it. <laughs> 69. <man>. <laughs> <laughs> Bill and Ted's excellent adventure, ladies and gentlemen, St. Demas High School rules on today's episode of the Essential Wrestling Podcast. Uh, we have a Universal Championship match to pick this coming Friday on SmackDown. Uh, we have a huge, or had, excuse me, a huge six-man tag team war last week on NXT. Rich Swan and Willie Mack got a huge win over the champs on Impact, but then got their asses kicked for their efforts. Gary Mahaffey is with us here today to discuss NXT UK and the, the, the grueling knockout slash submission match. Uh, Rampage Brown, Joe Coffee 3, hell of a trifecta, actually four matches if you count the one that Dragon all went, but they're absolutely great. We're going to talk about that. Uh, we make our picks for this week's upcoming shows. As you can see the graphic, or you will see the graphics, and on the bottom on the ticker, you will see the uh, the match times once we get to those shows um, from last week's results. That is all presented by Ryan Joy and MinutesToBellTime.com. Ryan is not with us today. I said we are shorthanded. As you see, we do not have John Smith with us. He's John Smith might be able to chime in a little bit later uh, via YouTube comments. So hopefully, John, if you're listening, we miss you. We'll see you next week. Ryan is actually up in the air probably right now. He's flying to Chicago for the huge week that AEW has, which we're going to main event the show with All Elite Wrestling, with making our picks for All Out. And, of course, those picks and this show is sponsored by ProWrestlingPickem.com. Play against your friends. Play against the universe. And guys, she'll like it too. So that'll do it. Travis is actually, he's on his way to Chicago as well. John, this is going to be our show. We're going to have Gary for a little bit. Uh, we're going to curtain shirt, uh, curtain shirt the show uh, with about last night on Monday Night Raw. So let me see. We got boom. We can not go in there. Let me get the match results. It's in uh, minutesthebelltime.com. They do a lot of work. You can see down on the bottom of the screen. We got the match results. 
the time in parentheses is the time of the match. That's one thing that Ryan likes to do. So you get to see uh, some match. You see right down on the bottom, we got to probably start off with it. The United States Championship match went over 20 minutes through two commercial breaks. Um, and it started with Damien Priest in an in-ring promo to start the show. Uh, he decided to go the John Cena route. He wants to be uh, a memorable, honorable uh, United States champion, just like Sheamus was. Sheamus had all of his open challenges. None of them were for the title, but he had open challenges as United States champion. I don't think we can discredit Sheamus for that. Uh, so here comes Sheamus, actually. He wants his title back. He came out. Then Drew McIntyre came out. I was like, you know what? I've never been United States champion. I want a title match. And then Bobby Lashley's name was spoken early in the match. And then Bobby Lashley and MVP come out. Then, you know, screw it, RK Bro shows up. Uh, long story, there was a mishmash. Words were said. Pierce comes out. Two title matches booked John DeConi. Uh, And what I thought was a very action-packed role last night. And these two matches, especially the U.S. title match, had a lot to do with it. Yeah, there, there wasn't a whole lot of talky-talky uh, on the show. Uh, we got that fantastic uh, triple threat match for the United States Championship that, as you said, went more than 20 minutes. And it was it was back to what we had gotten uh, leading up to WrestleMania. We got a lot of this, and we don't, we don't get a lot of it all the time, but it's definitely noteworthy when we get it. It's that uh, old-fashioned big man violence. You had three, you had Sheamus, you had uh, McIntyre, and you had Priest just beating the holy hell out of each other inside the ring and out. And it ends, and you know, there were some moments there where you thought, like, you know, all right, they just put it on Priest. Are they really going to let Drew take it from him? It is the one title he hasn't had, and they do like to do silly things like that, like give somebody a you know career achievement award like that. But nah, it's too early. It's too early. Well. Luckily, they stuck with uh, what made the most sense. Damian Priest would eventually hit the reckoning on Drew after uh, Sheamus had been taken out. He was on the floor, didn't factor in the ending. And uh, Damian would win. He'd get the one, two, three. And then we get a little respectful handshake between him and Drew afterwards. And, you know, they parted ways as friends. Yeah, and, and congrats to Drew. You got me on this one. You got me. I, I knew Priest was going to win. And I knew they were maybe setting up Priest and McIntyre in a good good face-on-face hat. That's two big guys. Priest can match up like with McIntyre. I know uh, Sheamus. All right, Sheamus will just take the pin. And, you know, like, that's very good. McIntyre, after kicking out of two bro kicks, might I add. Yeah, did uh, not, I did not see Drew taking the pin in this one. No. So, yeah. Big Got a win, win, get big you. win for Damian Priest. And you know what, John DeConi? We've heard it a million times. Vince hates these NXT guys. <laughs> he hates them. <laughs> NXT guys are screwed when they go to the main roster. Uh, they, they never get a fair shake. No, never, never. <laughs> but that wasn't the only championship match. We had you know, the, uh, the tag team champions on the line. And it, it, you, you'll see that on the bottom. I have it in my notes. RK bro, they didn't fight Bobby Lashley and MVP. They fought the Hurt Business. Bring the name. They bring the name back. MVP wore the Hurt Business tights. I'm in on the back. That was awesome. Absolutely, yeah. We love we love when the Hurt Business does things in Hurt Business gear, and uh, you know you get that flashback to when that you know the group that was fantastic, and for some reason they felt the need to break up. Uh, but y- you kind of had an idea where this one was heading. Uh, he, he figured MVP was there to take the pin, and he certainly did. He took a floating bro, and he took the one, two, three. 
Uh, and then afterwards, Riddle would stand up, and before he even got a chance to celebrate, he got cut in half by a Lashley spear, <laughs> which was all just to set up for Orton to counter with an RKO. So moving forward, Randy and Bobby. Yeah, right. <laughs> and, and Bobby was talking about the opening segment wanting multiple gold. Randy's like, you know what? I I like I like multiple gold. Riddle couldn't Riddle couldn't figure it out. Had to hold two titles at once, but then. Uh, but yeah, this is up, up Lash's alley. If you remember back in Impact, I mean, he was Impact I was TNA World Champion. He was X Division Champion and the Grand Slam Champion. I and mean, when that belt was around for a hot second, but Lashley did have all three singles titles. Uh, in TNA about maybe six years ago, seven years ago, all at the same time. So uh, I was actually watching at that point. The reason why I know that I watched that. Um, <laughs> speaking of the world title picture, I guess Goldberg, uh, he's got a change in plans. He doesn't want the WWE Championship anymore. Thank God. Uh, <laughs> now he wants Lashley's soul. Uh, he's got to have knee surgery. I yeah. Uh, maybe it's real. Maybe this was just a way to sell the actual surgery that Goldberg has to have. I don't know. But, you know, like I said, uh, Goldberg uh, and Lashley put Gage in the full Nelson, maybe not knowing it was Gage. At least that's what MVP is saying. And if you watch it back, Gage did jump from behind, and Lashley just reversed it, you know, just knee-jerk reaction, boom, put it in. So Goldberg's out for blood. Um, is this a WrestleMania match? Are we getting this at WrestleMania? That's that's where my my head. I already had three matches booked at WrestleMania, and now as of last night, this is one of them. Yeah, I could see. Well, depends on where they book Saudi. You know, Saudi usually gets booked either right before or right after WrestleMania. We've heard or we've read. We don't know. It's one hundred percent true. But Goldberg has his two matches a year. And he's got, you know, he still has next year on the contract. So we will see him next year at least twice. You figure one of them is going to be at Saudi because that was the only reason to really bring him back in the first place. Fatal four away stream. Yeah, you got Randy. You got uh, yeah, Ashley, sure. Randy. And then, uh, anyway, uh, Saudi Arabia, right? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, that, that would be my guess depending on uh, where it falls in uh, – in uh, relation to uh, WrestleMania. Yeah, and the thing is, um, this is not going to be, I think Lashley, I don't think Lashley's making it to WrestleMania as champion. As much as I think people would love to see it, I just don't think, I think someone, I think this is going to be a one-on-one grudge match. Uh, and this will be the typical Goldberg, I, mean, I got to call it now, in August 31st. Goldberg, 42nd, play the hits on Lashley at WrestleMania. <laughs> Yeah, I can totally see that. And uh, like you said, I don't expect Lashley to make it there with the title. So then at that point, it will make sense for Goldberg to wreck somebody. Uh, Rhea Ripley, some heavy hitting action in the women's division. Rhea Ripley, Shayna Baszler. I love that matchup. Great matches in NXT right before Shayna got pulled up. Uh, Rhea actually beat Shayna Baszler for the NXT Women's Championship at the end of 2019 when Rhea was unstoppable between... Winning war games in a four-on-two faction after the whole Kodakai Tegan Knox thing, um, then beating Shayna, and then winning Survivor Series, and then you know just Rhea, you know, Rhea was just on a tear. Um, but yeah, they went at it. Nia had a bold prediction uh, between that match and her following match with Charlotte. So here's a twofer for you, John DeConi, with the Raw Women's Division. Yeah, uh, Radula. 
Jesus, Naya said she was going to splatter both, you know, both uh, her opponent later in the in the evening, and she was going to get involved in this match as well, and she certainly did. She attacked Mickey outside, um, you know, almost immediately. Uh, all the distractions back and forth allowed uh, Rhea. Well, Shayna attempted the roll up on the distraction, and then Rhea was able to flip it over. And she could then lock in the legs, small package. She got the, the reversal for the win. Rhea gets her hand raised, and then Naya attacks her. And she would eventually suffer Samoan drop. And uh, Naya is on the rampage. Yeah, she is. A missed opportunity by Naya, though. And I, I, I pointed this out on the raw thread last night. Uh, before her match with Charlotte, She's going to take her invisible crown and shove it up her behind. Okay, fine. Kids are watching. I get it. People are using a lot of curse words lately, especially in WWE. You know, it's kind of WWE. She could have used hole again. She could have made, she could have solidified hole as her word. Stick that crown straight up her hole and missed opportunity. It was right, right there for the taking, and she it totally. Was right there in front of her face, but it, was, it was irrelevant because. John the Connie is that they had a very spirited match, <laughs> spirited matchup, uh, right after right, between Nia and Charlotte. And I guess James Wheeler, Wheeler chiming in is, yeah, you wonder, you know, uh, is, are they trying to make her the number one contender? Are they trying to pump her up? Uh, you know, obviously, we've heard rumors and we're pretty sure they're gonna come to fruition that there's gonna be a Queen of the Ring tournament. I can't necessarily see Nia winning it, but it would make sense to have a monster heel at least make it to the finals for the the face to eventually go over. So they're, they're clearly pumping Nia up for something, uh, and maybe for both. Maybe she gets a shot at Charlotte after what happened last night, and then maybe she does go on to have a nice run in the Queen of the Ring. But as for last night, Nia would face Charlotte in a match that, as Al says, was spirited. A lot of other people would call it zero chemistry or a disaster. <laughs> Some people call it a brain fart. <laughs> Some people call it, you know, uh, two people who can't call a match on the fly because clearly they did not discuss this match beforehand. No. But it would end with uh, the two of them slapping the taste out of each other's mouth and eventually Nia getting her up for somewhere between a one-arm power bomb or a choke slam or a spine buster whatever it was it was stiff she spiked charlotte into the match uh, into the mat and then got a one two three clean victory over your raw women's champion yeah that was a clean victory using raquel gonzalez's finisher so just yep nine ribbon off you know raquel gonzalez there <laughs> But yeah, they just looked like they, they had a brain fart. They didn't know that they just started slapping each other and pushing each other. It was like, okay, they're getting a little spirited here. Like this is like this, it's trying to positive twist on it. You know, kind of they tried to play it off. It didn't really work out that well. There, but there yeah. were there were so many botches in that match. You know, like I, I don't like to call them out, but at one point Charlotte hit the ropes and came back. Nia didn't even turn and give Charlotte her attention. So Charlotte like stopped short, and then jumped onto Nia's back because it was time to take the Samoan drop. Like, it just was so freaking awkward. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, but here's the fun thing. I guess uh, rest in peace to the champions contenders. Yeah. Cliche, right? That was not mentioned once for this match. Well, Vince I was looking like for it, too. So, like, I, I think, is it officially done? I, did, I missed Raw last week. I was on my honeymoon. 
Uh, I had a very fast-forwarded wrestling uh, weekend this weekend to catch up so I could do the show today, considering no one else wanted to show up. Um, <laughs> uh, so I missed I, I, I didn't see anything else of a champion's contender, but then I didn't really see too many non-title matches either. This is the only one that I've seen. So maybe done and done. Maybe they've uh, put that to bed. Maybe Vince will change his mind again and bring it back next week. You just never know. You never know. Um, I got a bone to pick with Gary about his girl Dewdrop. By the way, I guess Dewdrop's going to stick with her name. Uh, he likes it. Piper Niven's gone. I guess if if, if Piper's talking and there's still, I guess Graves or she no no one knew who she was when, before even okay. They're still going to play that. They're still going to do Piper dirty like that. But you know, Dewdrop, she's come to terms with it. Going forward in WWE, this is it. It is Dewdrop, and uh, the bitch jumped Eva Marie from behind <laughs> before their scheduled match, and Eva Marie was not able to compete. I, I, I started laughing again because that was her whole thing <laughs> before she left in 2016. Yeah, that was exactly the gimmick <laughs> that made people absolutely loathe her. So let's bring it back. <laughs> it is the most brilliant thing you could do with her. It is absolutely brilliant. And that's why, you know, there's other things, other reasons why I love her that will make me a chauvinist pig. But the fact that she just gets a reaction like she does from doing nothing. All she has to do is show up and the world burns. And I, I think it's absolutely hysterical. If next week she has a match scheduled, let's assume they're going to try and roll it back with her and Dewdrop next week. If next week she has a clothing malfunction, yes, the, the, the arena will burn down. <laughs> At least as long as she's in it. <laughs> okay, we're uh, let's, let's just let's just get through the rest of this, John. Kind of the Miz went back to Hollywood or something like that. Couldn't really hear Morrison what he was saying. Uh, so Morrison promised his uh, acting coach that he was going to try to be the bigger man against the Miz. So if the Miz isn't there, he's just going to pick a fight with the biggest guy there just to make this acting coach happy. And uh, I believe almost had a great quote. Remember Omos's quote, Omos's quote? I do not. Sucks to be you. <laughs> Something along those lines. So yeah. uh, Omos dropped Morrison. I believe the bottom line is around two minutes. Uh, the double-handed choke slam. And then Xavier, Xavier was, you got eyes on Kofi. This is a couple times now. Uh, Woods came out solo at SummerSlam. Now he's you know flying solo against AJ Styles with Omos. There's no reason. Anyone got eyes? Is Kofi okay? Not that I care. I like Woods. Don't care if he has a little bit of a singles run. That's not my point. I just want to make sure Kofi's okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm starting to feel, you know, you don't, you don't want to start rumors. I don't want to get SpongeBob, but, you know, you're starting to feel like uh, Kofi might be in a certain protocol because there's That's, been no reason or talk about his absence. Gotcha. Uh, AJ Styles defeated Xavier Woods with the calf crusher. Woods was so close to the ropes. Just couldn't get there, couldn't take the pain, tapped out right next to him. Uh, Karrion Cross, the modern-day gladiator. <laughs> the warrior of the wasteland lord humongous <laughs> i guess whatever he's on tv whatever just deal with it you know he's if i'm hey. I'm, if I'm if i'm him i'm pissed too but you know just, all right, just let's just get through this yeah, they're, they're gonna make a they're gonna make a great action figure out of him in that wardrobe he's gonna have the removable helmet just like the demolition figures i mean come on yes Get done, get know, it could now. be worse. He could be an evil dentist or something, and then have a Hall of Fame career right after. So everyone just needs to relax <laughs> on the gladiator thing. It's carrying cross. He will be okay. He's got the size. He's got the youth. Eventually, he'll have Scarlet. We're good. 
that's the thing that's got me scratching my head. What, what yeah. are they waiting for to pull the trigger on Scarlett? Yeah. Karen Cross defeated Humberto Carrillo after Doomsday Saito suplex Saito, followed by the Cross Jacket. The Viking Raiders defeated Ginger Beer. Wait, what? Oh, Ginger and Veer. Sorry, autocorrect on that one. My bad. Ginger <laughs> and Veer. I'm sorry. Uh, after the Viking experience, and Reggie was flipping around at another local area park, avoiding our truth and our truth puppy. It's funny. It's getting old yet. I feel like this is getting old. It's coming real close. Uh, I'm starting to feel real bad for Tazawa, but you know, hey, he's still getting a paycheck. I know. I, I think Tazawa. It could be a million times worth. Tazawa, you like you want to? You put the puppy soon. I know. Oh, yeah, no problem, boss. But no, I, I'm you know Reggie flipping around. You're just like okay. Let's get into the ring. Let's do something here. You know, Truth and Truth and Tazawa are, are carrying those skits. It's not even Reggie. Oh yeah. Like yeah. Reggie does a little bit of talking that no one really pays attention to because you're just you're looking over his shoulder in every frame waiting for Tazawa and our truth to show up. And they maybe maybe Cross can induct demolition into the Hall of Fame if that ever happens. Yeah, sure. <laughs> um so we're gonna switch from Raw to laying the smacketh down on your Rudy Poo candy ass. Let's get rid of that. We got rid of it. Good. Um, after Edge's uh, win over Seth Rollins at SummerSlam, he's back focused on the Universal title. Seth Rollins, on the other hand, uh, he's got a positive twist on SummerSlam that in order to get back into the Universal title picture, he needs to be more like Edge. Any yeah. thoughts here? Because I'm lost. I is he gonna get? Is are we gonna get a brood Seth Rollins? Uh, yeah, I, I'm wondering. You know, is he gonna try and? mimics edge to the point where he ticks them off and they get back at it or is he just going to start to take some edges underhanded tricks and every time he jumps edge or whomever he's, you know he'll reference that that's exactly what edge did back in 1990 whatever blah 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 and who knows but uh you just you trust rollins is going to do something interesting with it Okay, so we're ripping off Edge's characters. He's got his wife back. Are we going to see maybe like a rated R lives? Nah, never mind. <laughs> it's episode 69. You might as well bring it up, right? Not <laughs> this era. <laughs> oh, the good old days, right? Edge and Lita. Sexy. Uh, the show opens. Speaking of Becky Lynch, uh, I, I can't imagine Becky even agreeing to doing that now that I'm thinking of putting two and two together who Seth Rollins' wife is. Uh, the show opened with the man, followed by Bianca Belair, then Zelina, Carmella, Lynn Morgan, all stating their cases to be Becky Lynch's first challenger. Uh, Bianca won. Is like, come on, let's let's fight tonight. And Becky Lynch, nah, nah. <laughs> and so, she just she just up and bounced. Bounced. And, and this is as heel as she's gonna get. I think. I don't think she can do. She didn't think she not. She didn't apologize for you know you know. Burying her, uh, Bianca Belair at SummerSlam. Um, I, 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 I think they're gonna try to make her heal in this, and it's just so far, it's so far, it's half hearted heel or what we used to always refer to as a tweener, which is exactly what she had been every minute after the broken nose turned her into the female Stone Cold. Well. Well, the thing the thing is, I, I I don't think if she goes if she goes full heel here, and I'm thinking about this now. If she goes full heel here, 
it starts trash talking people or being Austin, right? Crowd's gonna cheer it. Yeah. Best thing she can do is nah. I'm not gonna wrestle tonight. Bye. She's really yeah. needs to pair up with even Marie. The two of them just, just never wrestle. <laughs> uh, so we we went to commercial after Becky bounced, and when we came back, Bianca, Liv, Carmella, and Zelina were in the middle of a four way number one contenders elimination match. Uh, which started off with uh, Bianca pretty quickly hitting a KOD on Zelina to get her out of there, which continues to tickle me because Zelina keeps coming out and saying how she deserves this, she deserves yeah. that. She has not won a single match since her return. I got her winning queen of the ring. <laughs> I, I called it two weeks ago on Ryan's show. No, 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 I have her going to the finals. I have her in Saudi Arabia. Uh, but now my, my, my theory is off, and I'll explain why my theory is off in a minute because I have Naomi winning, but she's now. But I have Zelina Vega going to Saudi Arabia. All righty. Uh, okay, so uh, Zelina's out after the KOD from Bianca. Then Liv hits that uh, really cool springboard flatliner to eliminate Carmella. And you started to think, is this going to be the night for a Jersey girl? Are they going to do something interesting here and give us the white meat baby face, as uh, the wrestling term goes, to go against this not quite a heel yet? No, another KOD would eliminate Liv, and we're just going to run it back with Bianca and Becky Lynch. Yeah, James uh, James has an interesting theory. I guess they're coming to Madison Square Garden soon, right? So maybe have Sasha return. Uh, hopefully Sasha's okay. So as far as I know, I, I mean, I watch the Daily Wrestling News show religiously, sometimes twice, especially when I'm on it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I haven't heard anything about Sasha Banks. So uh, hopefully she's okay. Uh, and that would be great. Triple threat, Sasha, Bianca, Becky, you know, I, I, that's probably, I want to say my favorite pairing when they fight the horsewomen, uh, Becky and Sasha. I, I, but that was the, the, the match that got me. I'm like, oh my God, like who are they back in NXT, the takeover or whatever it was yeah. when it was uh, Becky challenging Sasha Banks and my jaw hit the ground. Um, so uh, that's probably you know, to my, I'd love to see that. Uh, Baron Corbin. Shrunken bit. Why did we not see that coming? Like they were in Vegas. Like that's there you go. Like, and I was actually gonna pose the question: How does Corbin turn this around? And kudos, they're in Vegas. You, you lady luck by his side, rolling those dice. And Baron Corbin's back, so he calls out Big E. He tries to buy the Money in the Bank briefcase. <laughs> Uh, Big E said no. Corbin offered him hundred grand, so I mean that wasn't you know Corbin was throwing around the money he was asking McIntyre for last or a couple weeks ago. Um, Big E said no. He said he earned that. You know he wasn't really expecting Big E to, to sell out like that, but it, it still didn't take the smile off of Corbin's face. Happy Corbin, right? That's his new name. His name is now Happy Corbin. This is going to be obnoxious. I am really looking forward to this. <laughs> I, you know, maybe I'm just a miserable human being, but I was kind of hoping. I had heard that they taped a bunch of uh, little segments in Vegas. I was kind of hoping we would get throughout the show this to go on this ride with Corbin, where we saw him making, you know, winning money and making his way back and becoming this guy. And I was kind of hoping at the end of it he would lose it all in one shot, but but no. He showed up rocking that nice Bentley uh, with a goofy little hat on and a smile that you just could not swipe off his face, even though he got turned down for the Money in the Bank briefcase. And he just, he just, he bounced as well. He's like, all right, 100 grand, no good. All right, I'll see you somewhere down the line. 
Yeah, he's he's very Akuna Matata right now. Now I know And they say that. money can't buy happiness. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> uh, Shinsuke Nakamura and Rick Boogs they defeated the Dirty Dogs after a pump handle slam by Boogs. Shout out to the best big man in the history of the company. Test Test lives on. So good for them. But it's a good win by Boogs. Boogs is starting to wrestle now. Boogs is a wrestler. He's always been. I always reference him in NXT with his encore air guitar routine, which was amazing. I didn't know he could actually play either, but then that's surprising. Yeah, Boogs can wrestle, so he's going in. Uh, Ray is cutting the umbilical cord, uh, John DeConnie. says it's time for Don to fly on his own. Yeah, it's not. Kind of. Yeah, kind of, sort of. Ray's going to step back, but you know, he's still going to be there over his shoulder every minute. And uh, so Don took on Sami Zayn. Okay, yeah. that's, that's that's a good pairing. Someone Dom can uh, can shake it up with. I miss Sami when he's not on TV. Like, I know, I, 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 he was noticeably missing going into SummerSlam and it upset me. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, because even if he's not in the ring, he's constantly entertaining. Yes. So, uh, although I don't know how uh, entertained Dom Mysterio was when a Huluva kick caught him all upside his grill and a one, two, three would make Sammy the winner, Dom the loser. And afterwards, Dom, you know, dad was there to kind of pat him on the shoulder and say, things are going to be okay. And Dom wanted no part of it. He went wow. from kind of like shucking dad aside or just rolling out and walking up the, the ramp without pop. So, you know, we know it's coming eventually. When yep. are we going to get to it? Yeah, there's really not that. I guess. Well, I guess the, the extreme rule, the Saudi. They can find. Yeah, it's gonna be interesting to see what event they choose to uh, to have this uh, payoff, as they call it in the wrestling world. Uh, Cesaro defeated Chad uh, Chad Gable via disqualification. I have to again. Every time Chad Gable's in trouble, Otis just hops in. Otis has. Yeah, Otis has uh, done a great change under the tutelage of Chad Gable, but clearly they're not working on patience because every time Chad is in trouble within two minutes and 30 seconds of a match, Otis just goes, screw it, jumps in and beats up yep. whoever he's, his opponent is. Uh, and Naomi was uh, traded to SmackDown, I guess moved to SmackDown. I don't didn't hear anything about an actual trade that Raw got anybody back, but uh, Naomi was moved to SmackDown. Details of the transaction have yet to be released. Apparently Sonya didn't get the memo on this one. All right. Okay. I didn't. I had nothing for it. I'll see you next week. Bye. Yeah. She. She didn't get the memo, and she had no interest in discussing it with Naomi. No, she was. She was texting. This. She was in a very intense texting, you know, conversation. You know, th the thumbs were flying, even though she was on, you know, looking at you like I'm looking at you now. She was looking at you know, <laughs> Mr. McMahon. He's me. I'm sorry, Mr. McMahon. Yes, Mr. McMahon. Yes. So. uh before uh, we send you away, John the Connie, Gary, you ready? Gary, I'm going to bring you in. Um, I don't have the three-way graphic with you. I don't think it's uh, Emilio or whatnot. But uh, Gary, top of the evening to you. I don't like Dewdrop anymore. Well, I was, she's a she's a woman of taste, obviously. I can well imagine. It's like, although I I would imagine, I will say though, I would imagine that you and Dewdrop have a lot in common. Because she, when she saw Eva Marie, was happy to attack her from behind. And I would imagine, to be fair, I would imagine, given episode 69, I would imagine that... that That's that, exactly that, what you're saying to the spirit of it, Gary. Yeah, I yeah. appreciate that. <laughs> Naomi needs to join. I think that might be why she's there, James. Uh, those rumors were flying out. Roman was asked that question in a uh, 
in a meeting or an interview or something, whatever they call them, when one guy talks to another guy. Uh, Roman said, yeah, she should be there. She should be there. She's she's family. Absolutely. <clears throat> Speaking of which, uh, Paul Heyman backstage, uh, there's there's some controversy going there. He stands with Roman. Uh, uh, the backstage, okay, there we go. I, I, that's what I'm going with. He was asked by, uh, I forget who the reporter was. Was it the Patriots girl? I don't remember. Uh, asked, uh, Heyman ended the controversy. He's with the bloodline. He stands with Roman, head of the table, done and done. That was easy. Stories put the rest. Here come the Usos, though. <laughs> Usos wouldn't let Heyman in the locker room. They don't, they think Paul's full of, uh, you know what. So uh, he didn't let uh, Heyman into Roman's locker room to, to plan their family celebration. Roman, meanwhile, shows up acting like nothing happened. Paul, what are you doing? I got to get my own door? <laughs> I got to get my own door now? What the hell are you doing? So family celebration, it was our lucky night. Not only did we get to acknowledge Roman as a tribal chief, he allowed us to acknowledge the Usos as well. So thank you very much, Roman, for allowing us to do that. Gary, this is why I wanted to bring you in, because this whole mess was interrupted by your neck of the woods. Uh, oh, yes. The top guy, always up there with Shane, is the Finn Balor. Uh, he's not forgotten. He doesn't forget anything. He's worse than an elephant right now, Finn Balor. So he came out. He challenged Roman Reigns. He doesn't want to wait till Extreme Rules. He doesn't want to, he doesn't want to get jumped in line again like what happened at SummerSlam. So this is going to happen this Friday. Uh, Baron Corbin's rich. He's not going to interfere. This has nothing to do with him anymore. So I can't imagine this match not happening. So we got Roman Reigns. We got Finn Balor. We have the Universal Championship. Gary Maheffy, who do you have in this one? I have, I, I want to say Finn, but I'm not going to. I mean, I, I would imagine that I don't think Roman will necessarily win clean. I think there'd be some sort. I don't think they'll just bring Finn in to give Roman a good match and go. Thanks, Finn. Away the back there, you've lost me. Um, I do think that there'll be some sort of small something will go on. I would love, love to see Finn Balor turn heel at some point and have some sort of Bullet Club esque type thing. I don't think it'll happen. There's too many big names or and good heels on SmackDown at the moment. But maybe if they do all these um, trades, if we have, if we have the um, when they kind of rearrange the rosters or whatever, he might get shifted. And on, on a big debut on the brand, say he got moved to Raw, I could see something like that happening. Um, but I do think, um, I think it will be a pen. I think Roman will pen him, but I think there'll be something happens um, to, to cost him it rather than just straight. But um, unfortunately, but it'll be a good match because I mean Roman in big matches especially does deliver, and Finn Balor's just brilliant. So yeah, not that I'm biased, obviously, but I, I got him. I got him passing out here. It's not gonna be a tap out. I, I, he's gonna get. Yeah, he's gonna. It's not gonna be a clean fight. John the Connie. You know, Usos are gonna be well involved. Maybe Heyman gets involved just to try mm-hmm. to prove his loyalty here. Um, I, I I don't know, but I, I got Roman by uh by pass out. Pass yeah, out. yeah, I think that's probably a, a high likelihood. And like you said. The Usos will be there, so they will likely get involved. Wouldn't it be funny if Heyman tried to get involved to prove his loyalty and, you know, he picked up a chair or something like that and accidentally hit Roman with it? And it, the Usos then had to save Roman by interfering and messing with Finn. But uh, one way or another, I see, I do not see Finn getting his hand raised, unfortunately. No. 
Yeah, Roman Reigns yesterday passed uh, 365. Uh, he's on day 366 as of today. Uh, staying with this, uh, as I mentioned earlier, we I, I said I have three WrestleMania matches in mind. I, obviously, the rumors going around Rocky's coming back at Survivor Series. I think we'll probably get Rocky and Roman for the Universal title at WrestleMania. Finn Balor is not letting this John Cena thing go. This is twice now. Balor's like, Cena, I will forget about you. I will get to you. And if Cena's not going to be back until WrestleMania, he's like, hey, how's everybody going, John Cena? Yay. And Balor is going to be five steps behind him sprinting. So, yes. So, Gary, you're right. The heel turn that Balor is definitely this, it, it, it's going to happen at some point. Because he will be the heel. Going, I feel like it's going to be Finn Bauer and John Cena at WrestleMania. And that is going to be something I didn't think I wanted to see. You know, up until I heard that, hey, John Smith yes. is back. On. I leave for one day and replace me with his That's a terrible thing to say about John DeConte calling him your arch nemesis. That's terrible. <laughs> I dare but uh, John DeConte, we are going to give you a break for a little bit. So we will see you uh, after the segment where we talk uh, NXT UK with Gary. Let's get the proper logo up for you. There we go. Um, Gary, part three of the saga, just like the other three matches. I guess it's part four, but, you know, Rampage Brown, Joe Coffee 3 didn't disappoint. I don't think we thought it was going to disappoint. And yeah, they just kicked the crap out of each other. That was yeah. Bad. I mean, I, I was thinking as I was watching the match, and I know I've said it before for their previous two singles matches, it's, it was two big boys having a big boy fight. I mean, they really yeah. they let it in. They made sure that at the end of it, they both came out and say they were fist bumping each other and so on. That was all grand, but they really, um, they just let it in, gave each other an awful lot of punishment. But to be perfectly fair, it was a clean, decisive win. There was a lot of just hammer blows at the end, just really laying them in thick. Um, from um, <coughs> pardon me, excuse me, <coughs> I'm coughing. Okay. Yeah, something caught in my throat. From Rampage Brown uh, to take it in the end, so it was a, a good, decisive victory, but one not not by any means that Coffee wasn't buried by it at all. He really was made to look that he was a real big hard man. But you could see, although they did fist bump at the end of it, he did have this resigned look in his eyes, kind of like, how do I come back from this? What do I do? So you can see that there'd be that sort of, I'm not saying redemption storyline for Joe Coffey, but you can see coming off this, somebody's going to get a hiding in about four weeks' time. Yeah, Joe Coffey's he's gonna, not going to be happy about this. No. I, don't, I don't think Wolfgang and Mark screwing around no. with their little side bets just going around slapping people, you know, you know, Challenging people to duels, you know. I don't think that's gonna yeah. apply. <laughs> um, but Rampage. Now, does he get first track? Uh, cracking Dragon off after this, we saw the the new champ. His first words: "Long live the Czar." So he's going with that. He's gonna appear on NXT tonight as well. Yeah, yeah. So he's gonna be on the show tonight, which I'm glad that we were talking about that last week and saying hopefully that he would. And I'm glad to see that he's making an appearance before obviously coming back here for the tapings. I don't know whether they'll go straight to Rampage Brown or not, or whether they'll have kind of somebody else in between um, to have a match and almost as as uh, Dragunov finishes fighting with them, that almost Rampage comes and taps him on the shoulder and goes, hello, big boy, I'm here. 
Um, and then they start to lay the seeds for that, maybe heading towards the new year, maybe head towards that. But we'll see if they can hold off that long. We'll, we'll see how they go. Well, they have to wait till he gets back over to the UK. I mean, I know they tape stuff ahead of time, but he, he's over stateside. Uh, he's not fighting anybody over in the UK. So, I mean, I guess <laughs> people waiting. Uh, but I guess Rampage will be at the front of that line after that win. Um, in the women's division, yeah. <laughs> uh, she got her ass kicked, Gary. I, I, I knew you were smiling the entire time. <laughs> brutal, brutal, British strong style. You can. This was everything that you guys are famous for. Effie Valkyrie. Uh, I thought Ginny was going to. The selling, even Ilya Dragunov. I was telling my mm-hmm. wife this, you know, before we watched the Vaga takeover. I'm like, the guy Dragunov you're going to watch right now, like, you, you think he's dying every time he gets hit. Like, the way he just screams and the look at it. And Ginny does the exact same thing. Like, you think she's dead, uh, you know, or being stabbed viciously. So, beautiful, hard-hitting match. Loved every second of it. Connor's locked in a cage. He was out of the picture. Uh, good job. Yeah, I mean, it really was. I mean, I've, I've seen Aoife have a few matches like that on local independent shows that were kind of hardcore type matches. I knew she could go. I knew she could do it. And I, all, I did have that feeling of going, okay, how hard will Jenny go on this? What's going to happen to her? But I will give her her due. Fair play to Jenny. It was both of them were taking bumps. Both of them were taking their licks. Uh, I was glad to see Aoife come out. And I, I would, I, I think that it'll move her further and further up towards um, Mako. But um, definitely it, w- it was great to see. And fair play to them both. They pulled out a really top match, as you said. Uh, yeah, we had a lot of women's division starts. So I'm going to keep on rolling with it. Isla Dawn has a little bit of a collection going. Uh, a watch from Millie McKenzie. I still don't get that. I missed that. I don't know yeah. if they go back and find out what the, the watch deal was with. Uh, maybe maybe we'll find out eventually. Maybe yeah. that's just Easter egg, um, as they say in the Marvel world, or any of any world, uh, to find out what that watch. But she got a strand of hair from Danny Luna as well. Not sure what the end result uh, is going to be. Uh, with this, maybe they, she's going to get something from each wrestler to form a super wrestler with <laughs> everybody's powers combined, and That's she's it. going to be the one that beats Miko Satamora. It'll be like the evil Nikki Ash. It'll come yes. out of it. Yes, um, exactly. <laughs> um, Amal tried to get uh, get Miko Satamora for a rematch. And speaking of Amelia McKenzie, she was right there in the way. This match was not signed uh, maybe in like two weeks. We'll get this uh, Amal and Amelia Kenzie, so we'll talk about that then. The match that we are going to get next week, we have Nina Samuels, who went to Sid Scala, saying NXT needs more Nina. That's a fair fair statement. Uh, And she wants to right the wrong from a few weeks back with her loss to Amal. So she's going to get Blair Davenport. Um, She wasn't too happy about that. I was kind of like, yeah, that sucks. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, the screaming There's outside the door. Monday. Yeah, that's yeah. Yeah. it's like it's like stepping up, going, look how good I am. I'll take on anybody. All right, yep. her. Okay, right, okay. But what I actually really like about that is not as if he said, Okay, we'll give you Mako, and she goes, Oh no, you've given me the champion. Oh no, that's terrible. She's so tough. By giving a blur Davenport, it's almost a nod towards going, Okay, we all know that's be Priestley, and we all know how good she is for Nina to go. Oh, no, but I don't really want her. She's nearly too good. And you yeah. go, great. It's building Blair Davenport up to go, okay, this girl is good. This is the direction we're heading. And so, um, again, laying all those things in, whether it's Amelia McKenzie and Mako way down the line, whether it's you know that Blair Davenport and 
make a way down the line as well. So they're sort of starting to layer all these things up. We've said that before about NXT UK, particularly for the women's side. They really do kind of go, okay, let's build you up, give you your time. The same with Amal. Amal, all of a sudden, I don't know where you go, oh, you've got a winner too. But all of a sudden now you're like, oh, that's why you got that. Okay. They, they layer it up really, really well. Uh, we have the NXT UK Heritage Cup tournament in full swing right now. Kenny Williams defeated Oliver Carter two to one uh, in the fourth round. Uh, it took four rounds for uh, for Kenny Williams to get it done. Uh, stainless steel water bottle to the head to get to the deciding <laughs> the deciding fall, which made uh, a great sign. Uh, in the semifinals in a couple weeks, we have Nathan Frazier and Teal Man this Thursday. Uh, this will be the third match in the first round. The winner of this match will get the winner of the Wolfgang and Sam Bradwell match probably uh, in a week and a half from now, 10 days from now. So uh, Nathan Fraser, Tealman, I am intrigued in this. Uh, these are two guys. Again, you know, Tealman on a bit of a roll. He's you know sitting at the head of his own table. His right. Uh, he's forming a small stable. He's saying more guys are going to be coming into his family eventually. We haven't seen any yet other than Rohan Raja, but that's it's. Seems like it's building to something more, yeah. but we're kind of waiting for Nation Frazier to get off the ground here, Garrett. You know, like when is it going to be his time? You know, he can take losses. He can take losses. You know, how many losses can a guy take you know, before he turns into Jack Stars here? See, that's that's the thing. I mean, I think Nathan Fraser's amazing. I really do. And obviously, he had so many companies looking for him whenever he signed here. Um, but yeah, way back. Was it way back in the first round? Was, it was the very first match. I can't remember if it was a Noam Dar match. Tio Man came out to do a bit of scouting during it randomly from somebody on the other side of the, of, of the, the Grubbins. And you go, okay, so it would make me think that Tio Man is going to go, uh, take the win and go through. I would love Nathan Fraser to. Um, I just have this feeling that it is going to be um Teo man's just gonna take it i say i hope i'm wrong but yeah. just just the way they did it with Teo man coming out and doing a bit of scouting a couple of weeks ago um almost a future opponents i think i think i'm almost sure it was in the one dormat um whether that's where they're going towards the finals or whatever i don't know but uh i would say Teo man's gonna gonna go over so. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna take Nathan Fraser just because you know if not now let's go. Let's, yeah, let's go. Yeah. Come on, let's go. <laughs> let's get something going. I like a Nathan Fraser uh Wolfgang fight. Mm. That'd be fun. Even Nathan Fraser, Sam Gradbo. I, I like those matchups better than Tealman. I thought that's yeah. bad with Tealman, but I, mean, I think it'd be better for Nathan Fraser to have those matches with those two guys yeah. specifically. I mean, it was saying to John before we started, it's like when Tealman came in. As a character, has been amazing in ring yet, as you say, hasn't kind of done it for me just quite yet. And I would love, I would love to be Nathan Fraser uh, going over. As you say, he does deserve to have his time, but um, we'll see how it goes. Uh, Gary, before we let you go, uh, you can't stay up late with us. We, we were begging you to, to, to stay on and make your picks for for all out hangout with me and John the Connie. We know it's late. We do appreciate that you do us stay up this late. Uh, when you, I know you have work in the morning. Uh, anything you want to throw out there for uh, All Out? Any wild predictions? Any wild surprises? Because God knows AEW still has about 10 tricks slash debut yeah. up their sleeve. I mean, I don't think I don't think that we'll see Brian Danielson. I, I know there's been some people, there's been some things floated about that he'll be there. 
I think what they'll do with him is similar to what they did with Punk, that there were people dropping hints on TV about best in the world and all that sort of thing. Yeah. I could see things being dropped on TV, people starting to talk about dragons or American dragons and this kind of thing to kind of drop little things in. Um, it wouldn't surprise me to see maybe somebody like Bray turn up, um, to be honest about it, if I'm thinking. I think his non-competes up as well. Um, the wouldn't surprise me to see maybe, maybe somebody like him there. I, I would not have gone... If I was going to do the, I know you were talking earlier, we're talking about the Chris Jericho MJF match. And I would not have booked them to lose the first match so quickly and then said, and like the fifth labor to then say, oh yeah, I'll put my, I'll put my, my career in the line. Because now it's the one I have picked Jericho to win that. Okay. I did all my picks earlier on. I have picked Jericho to win it, but it's the one where I could see them just going the other way. If they were going to put a surprising result out of the bag, say he's going off for a few months to tour with Fozzie or do something, or or if he just wants to rest or if he wants to commentate on something, yeah. I could see them putting an absolute shocker out. And if they wanted to get the the really like, like I was keep th- thinking back to when The Undertaker lost against Lesnar, that guy in the front row whose eyes were popping yeah. out of his head, right? Yeah, it's going to be one of those moments. Yeah, if they want to do something like that, to me, having MJF go over and having everybody almost sing Jericho to the back by singing Judas as he leaves, they wave him goodbye and you go, oh, okay, um, I could see maybe something. That's the one I think, although I say I have picked Jericho, but it's the one where if they're going to do something different, they'll do that. I mean, I've got Kenny Omega winning. I don't think Christian will take this title by any stretch, but... Um, the Jericho match. I got my shirt on. We're going Christian Cage, baby. We're doing well, it. I'm, I'm a big fan. I mean, I'm a big Christian Cage fan, but no, sorry, he's had his moment in the sun. He can, he can go back to the impact zone and go, I'm your champion. You um, go. but <laughs> I just can't see him taking it. And uh, although we all, there are some ones that we all know what's going to happen, we know fine rightly as we say, we know Paul White and QT is going to just be. Paul White going in and being the new 911 and the fact that he just choke slamming him and putting his foot in his chest and going one, two, three mm-hmm. as the crowd cheer along. I would be shocked if it's anything else. But as I say, Jericho's the one where maybe something could happen, but we'll see how it goes. But Okay. Yeah. Sounds good, Garrett. Thank you again for staying up with us late night tonight. We appreciate it. Enjoy NXT UK on Thursday. Enjoy all nice. out. Look for Ryan in the crowd. I think he's going to be having a picture of shirtless Gary as his sign. Aye. Hey, so look for Ryan and you'll see, you'll know because if he does, there'll just be women crowding towards it. He'll well, just admit. that's the thing. Maggie May is going to be having this. Maggie May made the sign, she's going to be there <laughs> holding up Charlotte's Gary. And it's you know, Ryan and Travis, it's different. <laughs> Gary, thanks a lot, buddy. I'll see you next no week. Problem. So we're gonna bring back in John Deconi. John, I hope you uh, said hello to your loved ones, some groceries. I, is that Joel, is that Joel getting old yet? I, I just feel like I <laughs> owe it to Gorilla Monsoon to say that every time I bring you guys back in. Yeah, it still makes me giggle. So, so keep rolling. Uh, <laughs> from uh, the smooth transition from uh, the overseas U, uh, NXT UK to the stateside version, we do have a comment. I didn't go find it from James earlier. Uh, thoughts on Vince's new Nickelodeon-esque NST. And I believe we, uh, we're not there just yet, I guess. There, I saw the promo on, I came back and my eyes, I saw, I didn't know what it was when I saw the tweet 
what the hell is this? This can't be their new logo, right? It can't be. No, it can't be. Man. No, seriously, this is—it's cool. Like, is uh, that '70s Mike Awesome coming back? That—that that was my first thing. Like, okay, like, what is, what's going on here? Uh, and then I saw the commercial. You no, know, I was on Monday with Ryan. He's like, now it's real. They ran a commercial on SmackDown. I'm like, okay, I, I missed that. And then I saw it last night on Raw. I'm just like, damn it. It's gonna take some yeah. getting used to. But um, yeah, that's why they're, the shows are taped the next couple of weeks. That's why. Index's wedding, I'll get to this in a second, is the day that it is, because that will be the live, that'll be the first show of this new era of NXT that we are entering. Maybe get new titles. I think you have to get new titles if, uh, you know. Yeah, considering your world and women's title essentially are the present logo, if you're going to redo the logo, I guess you got to at least redo those two titles. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so we had a six-man tag team main event, Legato Del Fantasma. They defeated Hit Row after the emergence of Electra Lopez. And my question for you, John the Connor, my question, okay? <laughs> yeah, Electra Lopez, if we remember, uh, about two months ago, she was Frankie Milne's second victim, I want to okay. say. Uh, it sounded familiar. Yeah, yeah, and uh, that evening I remember saying to myself, "Oh, uh, I hope I hope we get to see more of her in the coming in the coming months." But I had totally forgotten about her, and I had made a comment in uh, the conversation threads uh, on Minutes of Bell Time that you know, Bfab has been the difference maker here. Legato needs to find themselves a lady to take her out, and that's exactly what Miss Lopez did. Yes. She- Took B-Fab out with the, the lead, same lead pipe I imagine that B-Fab had used the week before. And that would allow uh, Santos to roll Swerve up with a handful of tights and Legatos to go over Hit Row. And then they would pose at the top of the ramp, very proud of their new the new addition to their familia. Yeah, I can't even sing the power. I can't even lost. I can't sing it. <laughs> Terrible, right? <laughs> uh, yeah, so now... Uh, there's going to be a, a, a four-on-four at some point. We're going to have maybe uh, some one-on-one with see B-Fab. We haven't seen B-Fab in the ring yet. Yeah. You know, I feel like she went off you know, a couple of matches here and there to build herself up, uh, self up before um, she joined Hit Row or even during Hit Row. I think the only thing we saw her do was dribble a basketball for ten uh, for $1,000 that she took from Cam and Grimes. Yeah. got rich. Uh, so, you know, to be considered, that's going to be fun. This feud's getting good. This, this feud is getting real good. I like it. Um, our new NXT champion, Samoa Joe, in-ring promos, not looking to celebrate, but looking to see who's going to step up first in the land of savages. God damn, he's so good on the microphone. That uh, is. No surprise, it was Pete Dunne, who's been after the NXT title for quite some time now, but also LA Knight, followed by Kyle O'Reilly, who was attacked by Rich Holland, and then Dunne tried to attack Samoa Joe, but then Chomp- he was dumped by Ciampa, and then Knight was the one that actually got to Samoa Joe. He got that. Bleep show, and now we, got, now we got a bleep show. The land of savages that Samoa Joe is talking about uh, is in full effect. Any thoughts on who's getting the first crack here? Uh, I, I think it would be a shame if it wasn't done uh, for the simple fact that, okay, once again, rumor mill, but supposedly his contract is coming up. Yeah. And if he's looking himself in the mirror, he knows he's not what WWE is looking for. I mean, as, as, as much as he has put on some amazing matches, 
a lot of that locker room in NXT that's put on amazing matches knows that their time is coming to an end for the undersized guys. So I would hope Dunn gets that first shot and, you know, maybe even takes it off. I don't, I don't know what the plan is for Joe. If, if he's yeah. legitimately back full time, is he gonna eventually going to go back up to a main roster? Is he going to go back to being, you know, uh, body, not bodyguard, but muscle for real. I, I don't know what the plan is, but I hope it's done first. Was this, was this the original plan? You think, was it Joe supposed to be cross or was this just like Vince as I get the belt off him, I need him. I got a helmet that needs to be worn. <laughs> that sounds like, yeah, it sounds like that. I have a helmet, damn it. <laughs> it's good bleep. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the show opened with an in-ring promo with Cameron Grimes and Ted DiBiase, and Cameron's question for Ted was, where does Cameron go? Grimes go from here? As I was opposed to go cue John Smith in my notes. So, John, we'll do it, we'll do it together. And then later in the night, Cameron decides to give the belt back. Everything's over. Cameron gave the belt back to DiBiase. DiBiase, one last, you know, swerve on Grimes. Gave him a bogus belt back. And, you know, with a smile as in, damn you, Ted DiBiase. So that was a nice, a perfect bow. Yeah. And bringing Ted, we got Ted DiBiase for like two, three months. That we didn't deserve. We got to hear that music again. That we thought we, we'd never hear again. We got we to got hear the music. Nostalgia. We got everything. And it was... It, thank you. Thank you, Hunter. Yeah. Thank you, Sean. I'm going to quote Ric Flair here. Thank you, Hunter. Thank you, Hunter Sean. <laughs> That's right. We got to hear that laugh. We got to hear that music. We even got to see the man sink in the million-dollar million dream yeah. last week. Uh, you know, it, it was... It, it's very rare when you can say this, especially about the WWE product, not to go, go negative, but every single step of that entire storyline from its inception to bringing in the million dollar title to the, the two fantastic matches between the two guys to uh, Ted in his super stretch leaving with the million dollar title. Every bit of that was perfect. There was no, if you found something to bitch about anywhere in that storyline, turn your TV off, stop watching wrestling. That was perfection. They're too small and they're too old. <laughs> and, and here's the fun part: there's a, and they're too impact. You have a former Impact X Division champion, a former Impact World champion. Impact is all over, sprinkled everywhere in WWE, and the the guys are shining. And Eli Drake and Trevor Lee absolutely shine when given the platform. I mean, I, I knew LA, name, uh, LA Knight would, but yeah, that was absolutely perfect. The uh, the breakout tournament came to a close, John DeConnie. You got something to say about this one? Yeah. You know, <laughs> last week when we were making the picks, I had, I had avoided the spoilers. Uh, you know, I had put in my best effort to avoid the spoilers, so I didn't know what was going to happen here. But I actually said on the show – because we're all going back and forth with Vince hates NXT and this, that, and the other thing. It seemed like Odyssey Jones was the clear winner, and I picked Odyssey Jones, but I did put in the little caveat of wouldn't it be a pisser if in a final FU before the rebranding of NXT, they made the little guy or littler guy go over the big guy, and I'll be damned that's exactly what happened. Uh, we had uh, Carmelo Hayes hit that top buckle leg drop bulldog of course 
going to be a star. Yes, I do believe that. I was up there for a while. I believe that is correct. Uh, but he hit that uh, that move, which uh, let's shorten it and just call it the Sicilian slice like we should. But he realized that was not enough, so he went for it again and missed. Then Odyssey Jones would hit the ropes and uh, deliver a quick big splash. And he rolled into a awkward, or not an awkward, but a cocky uh, cover with his back against Carmelo and one hand in the air like he was already counting on his championship. And Carmelo rolled him over crucifix style, stacked the big man up like a turtle on his back. He had nowhere to go. One, two, three. And Carmelo Hayes is your breakout tournament winner. Yeah, and now he owns a contract uh, to challenge any champion that he chooses. And Carmelo Hayes is not shy about challenging people because he accepted Kushida's open challenge for the Cruiserweight title. And he had the balls to challenge Adam Cole. When you know Cole was looking to take a night off, and you know Carmelo Hayes, like, oh, fight him. who the hell are you? Um, so yeah, Carmelo Hayes is already sad. You know, he's got no bones about this. Whether he challenges Swerve or Joe, uh, I think both those matches would be fantastic. I I, I want to say it's going to be Joe as suicidal as I think that's going to be for him. I just don't think he's going to stick his nose in between Legato and Hit Row. Like that's yeah, he, he doesn't really fit in that storyline. I would actually, it's actually more likely. F- for, to me, at least, uh, for him to say, you know what? I had one shot at the Cruiserweight title. I want another because I think I can really beat Kushida. Yeah. yeah so I kind of – yeah, yeah, exactly, or Roddy. Uh, so I could see that happening, but you're right. It would almost be a waste if he didn't go after Joe and rightfully take his pummeling. Yeah, well, the Crucifix pin, it was a version of the Royal Roll. The Royal Roll takes many, many versions, uh, many faces. <laughs> Uh, that was uh, – John Smith is correct. That was a uh, version of the Royal Roll-Up. So he really belongs. He's got it. He's got, He's got that in his back pocket. He's got star written all over. <laughs> uh, Raquel Gonzalez' backstage interview was interrupted by Frankie Monet, uh, who doesn't want to wait in line. So Frankie is now on the championship radar, uh, as well as Kaylee Ray, who we saw interrupt. Uh, she came out. She uh, made her NXT stateside debut or re-debut. We saw her a couple of years ago in War Games. Yeah. Um, she defeated in action with a gory bomb, so she's going to be on her winning raise. And Casey and Kanan, uh, they have to get their tag team championship match soon, right? They're, they're, they're dropping everybody. Oh, yeah. And now that includes Gigi Dolan and JC Jane, even though you know now they're going to be on uh, a rose-covered train, <laughs> I guess. Yeah. yeah, you know, that's the weird thing is, you would think Casey and Caden would stick it to the, the rookies, if you will. Then Gigi and JC came out, and I, correct me if I'm wrong, I'm pretty sure they came out to Marilyn Manson's Sweet Dreams. That I didn't check. And, you know, like it, it was close enough for somebody to get sued if that wasn't the original version. <laughs> so that made me think, like, uh, did they put money, like, you know, put money into these guys by getting them a song for their intro? Made me think maybe they were going to take this one. But no, it was Casey and Caden hitting that combo 450 uh, splash and neck breaker on JC Jane. Casey would make the cover, and then they rolled out and got right in, not in the faces of, but they went right to the announce desk so they could be overheard on the microphone saying, we want our tag title match. Yep. And it's it's got to be right down the road somewhere soon. Yeah, and then I haven't really seen any update. Uh, I said, uh, last week, I didn't see any type of, you know, fun comical thing with EO and Zoe. So, I don't know. Maybe they took mm. the week off. I have no idea. Yeah. 
Uh, but Mandy Rose was backstage uh, with a dejected Jane, uh, JC Jane and Gigi Dolan. Told them to come with her and never look back. And so they did. I guess I would do the same thing. They, they hesitated, but they eventually went with Mandy. So, um, Speaking of inaction, uh, Boa. <laughs> if you look on the bottom of the screen when it scrolls by one minute, like Boa took a loss to uh, inaction in one minute. A guy named uh, Zion Quinn, I believe his name is. Yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, Mei Ying is – she lost Zia Lee. Now, Boa, his second match from the breakout tournament two years ago, and, I, you know, he's already now – he's on the losing ways beating guys we've never heard of. Uh, Boa's in trouble, I think. Yeah, well, you know, it's never a good start when an ominous figure who's there to, you know, mentor these underlings – She's the distraction that causes her own charge to lose. So yeah. Yeah, she was busy distracting her own guy, and that's when Boa, you know, got the flying forearm to the mush. All right. So we're going to pick some matches here, John. Let's get into the swing and swings. All right. Uh, this uh, tonight, actually. Whoa. Well, that's wrong company. Uh, behind the scenes at the Diamond Mine training facility, we see Roddy instructing the Creed brothers. As Malcolm Bivens tells us, Roddy will have another open challenge to send a message to Kushida. That match, uh, uh, I guess considering the last well, no, message sent via the open challenge, uh, didn't work out too well when Roddy lost to uh, – uh, who did he lose to? Roddy lost the last time. Dragonoff. Anyway, yeah, it was Dragonoff. Uh, so uh, this time it's not going to be a surprise. Uh, Iki Manjiro, uh, who was in uh, this year's breakout tournament, he accepted. Uh Ikimanjiro, from what I've seen, uh, I think he's 0 for NXT. And I kind of want to say he's been doing 0 for 205 Live as well. So that doesn't make this a very difficult pick. I think I'm going to go with Roderick Strong. I think at some point in time we get a little hockey fight if he's uh, if Ikiman hasn't uh, gone away from the, the, the Blazer gimmick. I think uh, Roddy will pull that up over his head, throw a couple knees in there, a couple punches, and eventually Roddy will get the win. I have to say, I have no reason for Roddy to, to lose, especially when he's got a championship match booked, uh, you know, guaranteed coming up. And, and he said he's, he's, a lot of us, before we realized that match was being canceled, yeah, you know, a lot of us had Roddy. So I don't know if my mouse died. Oh, he moved my mouse. <laughs> oh, there it goes. Yay! Um, behind this, I have to say, I already did that one. All right, so Duke had, uh, Duke Hudson stepped up to Kyle O'Reilly in the back, uh, took a smack for doing so. Then they had to be pulled apart for brawling. Now, Kyle O'Reilly was, uh, I guess, holding his rim. He's still hurt from his fight with Adam Cole, but then he got into the scrum at the beginning of the show with everybody that was in that whole Samoa Joe thing. But All right, so we have, you know, we're two matches in uh, on the show. We got two guys from the breakout tournament uh, in matches here. So here comes Duke Hudson. Yeah, I think uh, O'Reilly's still favoring the ribs, and Hudson's finisher is the, what's that, the Wasteland or the Winds of Change uh, that uh, was taught to him by uh, Mr. Bad News. So I, I would not be surprised. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with Duke Hudson. I wouldn't be surprised here to see him take a win over Kyle. O'Reilly's banged up. I, I, I yeah. don't think they – Kyle's going to go for the world title. Are they going to do him dirty like this, losing to freaking Brendan Dink? <laughs> Duke Hudson, a guy that didn't even make it to the final of the. Oh, I don't know. This, 
O'Reilly must is going to be really, really hurt if he's losing this match. And they really have to sell that. Like, yeah. well, maybe you have Hudson have him kick his ass in a minute, you know, like yeah. you have Hudson jump him beforehand, maybe, you know, hit him with an illegal yeah. object in the ribs or something like that. And then probably yes. doesn't look bad taking the taking the pin. Uh, last week, Rich Holland defeated Timothy Thatcher after a side Michinoku driver. Post-match, Holland made a move on Ciampa, uh, who was checking on the injured Timothy Thatcher. So Ciampa came up swinging, eventually attacked by Lorcan, and a returning Danny Birch. They are in full. They need a team name. But Team McAfee, or the, the Kings of Wrestling, I think they were once called way back when with Pat McAfee, uh, they are in full force. Uh, Thatcher out indefinitely after taking a baton to the throat. So now Ciampa, as we said earlier, uh, he came and he was jumping Pete Dunne. They're just Ciampa's just all over this four-man faction. But he's got to fight by himself because apparently Thatcher's out for quite some time. Um, so uh, potentially a four-on-one here, John Connie, and a one-on-one. Yeah, and for that reason, now granted, I don't think Rich Holland's going to lose for a little while anyway. But yeah. the fact that uh, Champ is going to have to put up with uh, uh, Borkin and Lurch at ringside also does not, you know, uh, it doesn't do him any favor. So give me, uh, give me Holland going over in this one. Uh, keep this in mind. And when you said it last week too, they never lost the tag team championships. So we're going to have a probably, hopefully, some point soon, uh, a quick title rematch. Get them with MSK because MSK is not doing anything right now. Uh, get them paired up with. Uh, see, I'm so used to saying uh, Lorkin and Birch or Bur- Borkin and Lurch because of John Smith. And I just said it right and I thought I said it wrong. Only Lorkin and Danny Birch. They never lost the tag titles. Actually, the last time we saw them in a match, Danny Birch got injured and Only Lorkin defeated Canyon Cross and Finn Balor by himself. So, uh, a very reputable tag team, probably looking to get their gold back. Uh, the wedding date for Indy Hartwell and Dexter Loomis. Uh, "Quote unquote index will be for September 14th, which is where we get the new uh, that 70s show tie dye graphic logo. Probably the whole see the reason why everything's taped now. We're making the assumption uh, that they're changing the uh, Capital Wrestling Pro uh, uh, Center, Capital Wrestling Center into whatever you know the new." Uh, branding is, I'm assuming uh, there's going to be like veggie burritos sold, and I'm assuming there's going to be a lot of smoke in the atmosphere. Who knows what these hippies are going to be doing at the new NXT. <laughs> that will debut on September 14th, and the wedding will be on that episode, so we're, it, it, it's going to be a bleep show. I don't think they're going to let, you know, wrestling weddings, they, they usually tend uh, not to disappoint. Uh, but Gargano was, uh, he pleaded with William Regal to... Uh, Oh, what did you do to yourself, Al? You kicked yourself out of the room. Uh, you were going over Gargano in Regal's office, trying to get the index wedding canceled. L.A. Knight would interrupt. He wants his shot at Samoa Joe. Sorry. I, <laughs> I, I don't know. <laughs> I heard you say, finish your thought. I heard, I heard you say Samoa Joe. I'm sorry. Yeah, I was just uh, trying to continue yours, that uh, Gargano was in Regal's office trying to get the index wedding canceled la Knight interrupted wanting a shot at samoa joe those two would have some words back and forth regal would throw both of them out but it leads to papa johnny and law Knight this week in singles action and i can't go against papa johnny give me gargano in this one the fact that he he didn't knock he didn't knock he didn't knock (laughs) 
How many times has Gargano got in trouble for just barging in there without knocking? And that lady, he didn't knock. He didn't knock. I am gonna, I am gonna cry legitimate tears the day that Johnny Gargano is done in NXT. Yeah, he was already. You mentioned that he was arguing with Regal over the pronunciation of banana. Every week from Johnny Gargano. So, uh, yeah, I, I, I'm not gonna. Yeah, it's. LA, the thing is, LA Knight was he's he's going to be in the world title picture. I'll give him the advantage in this one, but Johnny should be able to out wrestle LA Knight and get the win. But the fact that I did, uh, LA Knight did such a great job, I think I think there's going to be a takeover. I think the next takeover might be Samoa Joe and LA Knight. Oh wow! I, you know, I think Knight's earned that. I think Knight he's obviously he's got he doesn't shut the hell up. He's got the mouth for it. Yeah, um, uh, yeah. He's gotten, he's gotten better over the years in wrestling, from what I've seen. He's gotten a lot better. Absolutely, and yeah, exactly. We know who's right at the he- the uh, the top of the card. There, Joe's got the title. Gargano's circling. Pete Dunne's circling. La Knight's circling. Kyle Riley is circling. Uh, is there a bad match? If you throw any, no. you just you throw those names in a hat, pull two out. Is there a bad match there? I don't think so. Not at all. Um. So that will do it for NXT. We're gonna switch gears, John Connie. We got a ton of matches to pick for AEW. Let's just do a real quick fast forward. Uh, John Smith, he's very interested in seeing Gargano at night tonight. Oh, that's Wheeler. I'm sorry that was John the uh, John Smith. Um, do a quick fast forward of Impact. We'll pick the matches, uh, kind of shotgun style. Um, let me get the right banner up there. It took time to make it. I might as well show it. There we go. Uh, Rich Swan, Willie Mack, they defeated the Good Brothers when Swan used the roll. Roll ah, the raw is still strong in Rich Swan. I love it. <laughs> Not to mention Carl Anderson still can't kick out of it. Oh, the raw is still strong. And um, on Carl Anderson, Swan and Mack got their asses kicked post-match for their efforts. Chris Saban, shocking win. He's, he's getting some singles wins, this time over Sammy Callahan with the cradle shock. Uh, Moose came in. He took a bat. He was going to do the orbital thing that Sammy did. He's going to do that on the Sammy. Eddie Edwards came for the save. Strange bedfellows thing now going between Eddie Edwards and Sammy Callahan. They say, don't help me. No, you don't help me. But then they help each other anyway. Uh, future tag team champions, I'm assuming. They're going to be the assholes. Oh, sorry. They're going to be the guys that beat uh, the Good Brothers. So I'm, that, I'm assuming this is how that's going to work out. Makes perfect sense, doesn't it? Yes. Uh, Gary Mahaffey's, uh Chris Bay, favorite wrestler, Chris Bay. Uh, he defeated Dam- uh, David Finley with the Royal Roll. Two Royal two Roll-Ups, but Chris Bay with the, the feet on the ropes. So good job by him. Hashtag, hashtag Finesse Club. He's going to club, so he's got to cheat. There you go. <laughs> exactly. Uh, in other match, uh, another uh, segments. Mickey James came out to promote the NWA in power, uh, and the knockouts title match where Deion Perazzo successfully defeated Molina. Uh, I, I called it in my notes here, and then it just happened at NWA seventy three over the weekend. Deion Perazzo not only on Saturday she absolutely destroyed Molina. Uh, shout out to Molina though; uh, she didn't give up. But there was no referee stoppage like some other championship matches last weekend. Molina finished the fight and took the submission. Like a woman, you know, and I say that in a positive way, like a man, that's Becky, but like a woman, like a true wrestler. Melina never gave up. Deanna came back in NWA 73 and decided to just jump and kick the crap out of Mickey James. So it looks like those two are headed for Bound for Glory, and I'm excited about that one. We'll get to, uh, into that one a little bit later on uh, in the upcoming weeks because we still got about eight weeks until then. Uh, Brian Myers completely avoiding his loss to Christian. Besides, the so sham, uh, sham, uh, Sam Beal had to properly. Cut sleeves off a t-shirt, uh, but then he gets an epiphany. He needs more students. 
Perfect. I like it. We need, uh, we, need a, we need a Brian Myers click, don't we? <laughs> yes, we do. All just unnamed guys and him just yelling, just spouting stupid. Yeah, Brian Myers can shine in this. Uh, Eric Young is not happy with Rhino. Rhino's got to be rebaptized by the holy waters of change. That's not going to be good. Uh, backstage interview with Brandy Loren, interrupted by Sue Young and Kimberly. So it looks like they have a new undead friend. So I don't know which form of undead. Uh, Ashley Loren, I believe it, it's. I know it's Loren, but it's Ashley, right? Uh, Brandy. Brandy, excuse me. Brandy Loren. Uh, we have an undead bride. We have an undead ballerina. I don't know what form uh, Brandy Loren is going to take. Uh, <laughs> but So to be continued on that one for Thursday. And then TJP returned on uh, BTI. Uh, and he was kind of a D-hole to Petey Williams after Petey, Petey saved him from a Macklin attack. So uh, interesting matchup. I really like TJP and Petey Williams uh, as a pairing. That is yeah. going to be pretty insane. Hell so yeah. going into... Thursday night, here are some of the matches we got. The Influence, they defeated Tyler we, uh, Tyler Wild last, Taylor Wild, excuse me, last week in a three-on-one handicap match after Tennille hit the spotlight kick. Uh, the post-match beatdown was actually thwarted by uh, Jordan Grace and Rachel Ellering. So we're going to have a six-person tag team match right now with the aforementioned uh, Rachel Ellering, Jordan Grace, and Taylor Wilde going up against the Influence. John DeConnie. Yeah, give me uh, the good guys in this one, uh, Taylor, Jordan, and Rachel. And, of course, Caleb will in all likelihood take the pin. Yeah, that's, that's the only way. Because I got, I have – and I want it to be at Bound for Glory. I want the influence to win the Knockouts Tag Team Championships. I think this is perfect. For, like, they have a team name. The whole guest host, guest spurt, you know, the talk show, everything is just perfect with those two. Uh, Falaba and No Way, they want to make things right with Tasha Steeles and Savannah Evans. So they'll take out Steve and Taurus and let uh, Tasha and Savannah do their thing with the tag titles. I don't think I have a graphic for this one. Uh, so we're going to have Falaba and No Way going against Decay, John DeConnie. Yeah, I don't see them getting the job done there. Give me Decay. I don't either. I got Decay as well. Uh, Chelsea's stepping up to the plate. So it's going to be Matt Cardona and Chelsea Green going against Rohit Raju and my Shira. Uh, Chelsea Green with a big weekend this past weekend in the NWA. Uh, she won a battle royal on Saturday night at Empower to earn, a ta- uh, to earn an NWA Women's Championship match where she fell short to Camille. Uh, so she's been busy. Uh, Matt Cardona's apparently been busy making spinner belts. And uh, <laughs> uh, you gotta love it, John Nakai, when Chelsea Green is always ready. Right? Just something about it when she said it. I got a little tingly in the loins. But uh, <laughs> who do you got in this one? Uh, you know, the, the whole storyline here or part of the storyline here is that uh, Shira wouldn't wouldn't touch her. Uh, so I see that playing heavily into the psychology of this match and maybe Chelsea uh, with a low blows at some point behind the ref's back. Uh, give me Cardona and Chelsea. All right. So, yeah, I might as well go with that. Cardona is they took they took a weird loss in that in that homecoming tournament. I just I don't know. Uh, but yeah, no, get, get the win. Yeah, might as well Shira take the loss. Shira takes a lot of losses, too. Uh, Josh Alexander open challenge against any former X division champion in the history of the company. So John, the County that gives us 46 options. Okay. Wrestlers include AJ Styles, Samoa Joe, Rob Van Dam, Robert Stone, (laughs) 
Drake Maverick, Kurt Angle, Jay Lethal, Sonata, Amazing Red, Bobby Lashley, Six Pac, just to name a few. Jesus, Six Pac held the exhibition title? <laughs> he was the fourth ever. Oh, my God. <laughs> you know, uh, is it about time for Alex Shelley to come back? Because I'd love to see him, you know, come back out of nowhere. And, and... I've been wondering him, too, yeah. Alex Shelley, I believe, is a former champion. I know Saban, I know for a fact Saban is. Sure. Multiple times. Um, I'm thinking I want low key in the worst way. I know it's not going to happen, but I just want low key in the worst way. Yeah, if if I would be totally on board with that too, and it would be an awesome match had there not been that those rumblings of MLW kind of working with WWE. Mm -hmm. uh, so it would be odd to see someone who I think the last time anybody saw him was probably in MLW all of a sudden make the jump back to Impact. But yeah. hey, stranger things have happened. Yeah, the door's open, right? It's freaking forbidden <laughs> door. Everybody and their mother can go to Impact and wrestle if they really want to. <laughs> Uh, Christian Christian Cage in an in-ring promo was interrupted by Tommy Dreamer. Uh, as we all know, Tommy Dreamer used to be a special guest on the Edge and Christian show that totally reeks of awesomeness. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Tommy thanks Christian for everything he's done in the wrestling business, and eventually he wants one more match with Christian. Enter Ace Austin. Um, and I have, you know, I have my dream match right now, John DeConi, between... Christian Cage and Ace Austin. I honestly don't want Tommy in this. Uh, Ace was pissed off, went to Scott Demore. He wants to get rid of Tommy Dreamer, and Demore's like, fine, but if you know Dreamer wins, Dreamer beats you, he's going to be in the championship match at Victory Road, and it's going to be a triple threat. And I don't want that, so I'm taking Ace Austin in this. Not that I have anything against Tommy Dreamer, but I have my one time I get my Dream one-on-one -on -one match, then I get a triple threat. Yeah, exactly. I, it, usually they don't bring silly stipulations like this into effect if they're not going to use it. And I'm right there with you. I don't want to see it happen. I love Tommy Dreamer. Could not have anything bad to say about the man, but he has no place in this, in this, tri you know, making this a triple threat. But unfortunately, you know, gun to my head, I think they're probably going to do it. Yeah, I, I think they're going to do it too. But I think they can have Christian and Tommy. And another paper, like no, they, they did Tommy and Swan, right? Like, why can't you do Tommy and Christian? Yeah, they're, they're best friends. I, I get why they want to do it. They're best friends. I get it. Like sure. in, in real life, I completely one hundred percent get it. I just uh, you already set it up with Ace. Why? Why is Ace, Ace Lost is always getting the bleep end of the stick here? <laughs> um. So all right, so that'll do it for Impact. All right, John the Con, we got a half an hour to get this done for uh for All Out for AEW. All right, uh, we got a couple matches on Dynamite to pick. Uh, before we get into it, uh, a couple matches that probably should be on the pay-per-view, but uh, from what some of us have said in the past, that AEW's roster is too big. You know, these matches didn't make the cut. <laughs> so we have the whole Brian Cage versus Team Taz thing. That's not going to make the cut at all out. Uh, Brian Cage will actually have a singles match this Wednesday on Dynamite against Will Hobbs. Ooh, yeah, you know, I want to say Team Taz is going to get involved here and cost Cage the match, but they already cost him the title. So I think this is where Cage gets a little slice of revenge and takes out Powerhouse Hobbs. Yeah, I think he's got to beat Hobbs. You know, if this was Starks for the title again, I, who knows? I, I, he's got to beat 
you gotta be powerhouse. You gotta you gotta get back on the winning streak. You, you you just lost to Adam Page. You just lost to Ricky Starks. You're a better wrestler than both of them, and you're a better wrestler than Powerhouse Hobbs. So let's 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 prove this. How about that? How about that? Uh, we got uh, again with the best friends and the HFO. They've been having serious issues lately. So we got Jack Evans representing uh, the Hybrid Two and the Hardy Front Office. He will be going up against Orange Cassidy. Uh, give me Cassidy in this one. No offense to Jack Evans. I'm sure he will make it a fantastic match. Uh, but, you know, everything is, is – everything's all about Orange Cassidy. Come on. Is it really, though? Like, now we're at the point, John DeConi, where, where AEW paid it happen without Orange Cassidy. And I could have swore he was in the main event of the last one. So, I don't know. I'm going to beat this to the ground. I'm going to beat this dead horse to the ground. Like I, I know I am. The roster's too big, and they're going to add more people. Screw it. Why not, right? Adam Cole, baby. Why not? Sure. Uh, and another match, again, a very personal rivalry. Uh, the, the match uh, didn't go according to plan when it happened when Cash Wheeler of FTR, he got his biceps stuck. I, I, I cr- I'm cringing thinking about it. Yeah. Yikes. Uh, you notice they had sleeves over the turnbuckles the, in the last couple of weeks, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I hope they're heavily padded for them. But, yeah, so the, it, from what Dax is saying, Cash is going to tough it out. And who knows? I guess he still can't. He doesn't have feelings on him. Uh, this is stuff said on TV. You want to say – you want to think that what AEW is saying is real. Don't know. So I, I'm not a doctor. Claim to be one. I don't know how serious Cash Wheeler's injury is, but they it seems John the Connie that they're making reference that this might be it for Cash. Yeah, I am praying this is uh, you know fifty to seventy five percent storyline, and that he doesn't actually have irreversible nerve damage because to lose those two as a tag team with the amazing matches that they have given us in the last couple of years would just be heartbreaking. But because the storyline, you know, all the sympathy falls on their side of the fence, uh, give me FTR to take this one uh, in the hopefully not case that this is the last time we see this matchup. I hope it's not the end either. I just think I think that this is just a replay or I wouldn't call it a reboot in the movie business. Um. Santana Ortiz was supposed to win the last match. They did win the last match. It's the fact that that match fell short of everyone's expectations, that this is just in an effort to give us those expectations, you know, meet those expectations for us. So I still think, you know, I think the end result, we already know, the. I feel like we already know the answer. It's going to be Santana Ortiz. Uh, that's, I, maybe they flip it. Who knows? Maybe they're supposed to have a series of matches, but then again, <laughs> you know, he doesn't repeat matches, right? Um, <laughs> uh, but again... AEW, known for their tag team division. The two team, best teams they got, they're not a team. Is the horse dead yet? Let's get to the pay-per-view. The horse is dead. Let's talk <laughs> about the guys that aren't good enough to be at All Out. First, if you go to ProWrestlingPick'em.com, uh, play against us in the Essential Wrestling Podcast Pool. Here are our standings going into Sunday night's show. Ryan Joy uh, had a hell of a weekend. And not as good as you did, John Connie. But Ryan had a very comfortable league going into that weekend. He kept it. Um, you got three guys tied with 90 wins, 90 to 29. That's pretty, that's pretty good. And I'm two wins behind that, although a lot of points behind. Goldberg cost me a lot of points. Um, Gary, you can see at 470. Travis, 450. Tyler down at the bottom. 
Oh, just barely above 500. Good job, Todd. <laughs> Here's our AEW specific standings that you are currently in the lead with. John Connery by one point over Ryan Joy. Scott Smith right behind it at 133, uh, followed by Travis, myself. Gary and Tyler can't really get out of the gate here uh, in AEW. Hopefully they have a good showing uh, this weekend. Here's the scoring for AEW All Out. to be 15 points for the AEW Championship match, 9 points for all other title matches, 3 points for the non-title matches. Interpromotional matches get a 3-point bump, uh, which we will get to because there is one uh, between AEW and New Japan. Uh, the buying matches count. This is an AEW pay-per-view. These are more points. Uh, and this is a bigger show for AEW. So the buy-in match will count. We will get to that first. If you get everything right, you get a 15-point bonus. And we'll get right into uh, the Casino Battle Royal. This will be on the buy-in. Um, I had a list of people that were in. Uh, the list is going to be called, right on the bottom. Nyla Rose, Thunder Rosa, Penelope Ford, Big Swole, Red Velvet, The Bunny, Diamante, Tay Conte, Julia Hart. There are nine women um, announced so far. There will be 21 total. It's going to be standing casino row. The four groups of five equal 20. Uh, and then the Joker, who we all know, you know Matt Seidel. Yay, Matt Seidel. Um, The Joker will enter last by herself at 21. The women will get a future AEW Women's Championship match, uh, which will presumably be the winner of this match uh, on the main card as Chris Statlander will challenge the good doctor, uh, Britt Baker, DMD. So that was a mouthful, plus on uh, Dynamite, uh, a big thing between Ty Conti and the Bunny, and now Penelope Ford is in it. It looks like the uh, Penelope Ford will be, uh, uh, I guess, friends with the Bunny uh, for the time being in this casino battle. Let's look for them to go together. Uh, what do you make of the women's division here, John Conti? Uh very, very excited for this women's division going forward, uh, considering how underwhelming it was for uh, you know a good long while. It just keeps getting better and better and better. And man, this one is really, really hard to pick. I'm gonna pull one out of I don't know where, but you know, just because I think the next challenger for Brit. Like, I want this storyline to happen. I want to see this again. Uh, so I'm going to go with Thunder Rosa. Yay! That's what I got, too. Thunder Rosa, man. Get Thunder Rosa. She's under contract now. Like She's actually right. allowed to win the championship. So let's do it again. Just throw them right back at each other. She's probably going to be the best wrestler uh, in this thing. She's the best wrestler out of the nine. Uh, by far the best wrestler out of the nine uh, that they've announced. And that's no disrespect to the other eight. Uh, James Wheeler chiming in, possible debuts, uh, the inspiration of formerly known as the Iconics, AJ Lee, that's a total order. Ruby's probably a lot of, I know Ryan and Travis both called Ruby Soho to be the Joker in this as the last surprise. It'd be fun to see, uh, I guess Cassie Lee, I can't remember what uh, Billy Kay's uh, name is now. Yeah. Uh, but the inspiration, that would be uh, a lot of fun to get them in there. Plus, there's, the door's open. Uh, I know Ryan and I are talking about Monday. Not, I don't want Deanna in this because I don't think Deanna, because then Deanna has to win and then she has to win the AEW championship. And that's three belts. And you only have two hands. You know, that's what Riddle was talking about last night. Um, <laughs> uh, throw Jordan Grace in there and throw uh, Tennille Dashwood in there. Just, just two women from Impact. 
give the battle royal a little bit of spice, open the door a little bit. It's, it's a it's a two way door, right? The Good Brothers right. pass through it all the damn time. <laughs> so send some impact limit. Send some knockouts over there. Let them mesh. I want to see Jordan Grace start messing up some AEW wrestlers. It'd be awesome. I want to see, I want to see Jordan Grace go collar and elbow with Layla Hirsch. Come on, yes. G- give me that. Give me those two bulls. Smashing head. Grace and, and Swole? Uh, Swole's back? I think Swole's going to be awesome. But yes, I have Thunder Rosa. I, I just, I just do it again with Britt Baker. It's, it's just the feud wasn't for the title last night. Now you had the title, the raise the stakes. And I said, now Thunder Rosa is officially an AEW um, superstar. Is that what they're called? No clue. <laughs> no, they're called wrestlers. <laughs> Uh, okay, that's a, that would be a fun gimmick though. Just have like, uh, oh, if, if Daniel Bryan goes over there, he's like, We're all the superstars. Like, he, like he's he, like, he, he, his character is that he's still in WWE and everybody's a superstar and it's the AEW universe. <laughs> He'd get booed. Like, that is probably the easiest way to get heat if he was gonna. That'd be awesome. I'd do that, yeah. If, if it wasn't absolutely futile to try and make him a heel out of the gate. Like you could, he can make a heel turn somewhere down the line, but he's not. No one's booing him for a month once he comes in. It's, I, you know, once again, uh, I, I forget who I'm borrowing this uh, phrase from. It might even be BJ from one of the discussion threads. He could punt puppies on his way to the ring. He's not getting, he's not getting booed for the first couple of appearances. Um, uh, yeah. So uh, this is happening. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, there you go. Paul White's going to knock out QT Marshall. Uh, and, and meanwhile, I said we just listed three. I mean, I say Jack Evans. I'm sure they could have paired up Orange Cassidy with somebody else. Like, hey, I guess Big Show. You know, Big Show's a, a PVV guy. It's his first match in how many months? Uh, having an issue, I guess QT Marshall is uh, he's bullying Tony Schiavone, and and, and Paul White's not going to stand for it. So he's going to knock him out. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to, cut this, trying to make this short, people. Trying to make this short and sweet. You know, NXT starts uh, in a half an hour, and I want to get to. Oh, I forgot to put the all out. Look, look at me, man. My pants are down. There we go. <laughs> um, trying to get to make sure NXT is the last few times we see it with the old logo. So I want to make sure. Ah, oh, yes. Uh, here's the international promotion. Uh, the interpromotional match. Uh, I was talking about John Moxley. Uh, he loves wrestling those NW, uh, those New Japan guys. Uh, Satoshi Kojima was the one that replied. He was the only one, apparently, uh, that replied and signed the contract that Moxley sent overseas uh, as an open challenge. He only had one signature back. I guess he was expecting a whole slew of them. Uh, I think maybe secretly he was expecting Tanahashi. Whatever the grudge he has with Hiroshi Tanahashi. Uh, and he's saying Tanahashi is ducking him. Who knows? Yeah. Uh, but he's going to get you Kojima. Kojima we've seen recently in Impact. Uh, he's no stranger to being stateside. He's no stranger to uh, American pay-per-view. Uh, had a great match with Joe Doring. And, and and here we are now with John Moxley. Yeah, and this match is going to be, you know, it's going to it's gonna have that uh, New Japan flavor to it. It's going to be stiff. Uh, but in, in the end, uh, I, I assume Mr. Moxley is going to go over here and we're going to say uh, thanks for coming, Mr. Kojima. Now, here's the all-important question. We were supposed to have a guest on today. He didn't. Uh, he couldn't show up. Something happened. He couldn't show up. This is a question I had for him. John Nakani, uh, let's get personal with the fans here. Ask a little bit of a personal question. Okay, so John Moxley, does he make your heart sing? <laughs> he, I, he is my wild thing. 
Yeah, he makes everything groovy. I, I do notice that. I just didn't know if he made your heart sing. That's... Indeed. Gotcha. Uh, AEW, the TNT Championship on the line. Miro, uh, God's favorite champion. Miro, the Redeemer, uh, has a bone to pick with Eddie Kingston that kind of goes unexplained. Uh, and and Kingston's been dealing, uh, he's been running around with Moxley dealing with uh, 2.0 and Danny Garcia. You know, Danny Gar- another guy left off the pay per view, Danny Garcia. I don't know how the hell. Uh, <laughs> Um, but now all of a sudden, you know, last week on Rampage, you know, finally we have Kingston acknowledging the fact that Miro has been calling him out for the past month, uh, or for the past week or whatever after, uh, the Fuego del Sol incident. So we're going to have a TNT championship match. I guess they have this week to build it, uh, the Redeemer and Eddie Kingston. Yeah. It was almost a shame last week. Uh, Kingston came out, uh, as Miro was ripping off, uh, the Fuego del Sol's. Uh, Lucha mask, and Kingston comes to the top of the ramp, puts the microphone to his mouth, and goes, "No, just drops it, heads down to the ring to, to start the physicality." Yeah. Because Miro has been doing great stuff backstage and whatnot, but who's the best on the mic? Maybe in that whole company, Eddie Kingston. Yeah. Yep. So we only get one week to build it up, but I'm sure Eddie will uh, spit hot fire. Yeah, uh, but, out. <laughs> in the end. Great. In the end, I just I don't see Miro dropping it right now. Uh, so give me Miro retaining the TNT title in what should be just a hell of a physical match. Uh, yeah, I think it's gonna be probably it's gonna be the, the most physical match Miro's had in a, in a while. Oh yeah. Uh, the one thing that concerned me from Rampage, and I'm, I'm seeing this. So he's at the top of the ramp, looking he's gonna say something. Like you said, he said the no, and I'm looking at him like this Timberlands had no laces. Like he's gonna I'm try sorry. to run. He's going to bring his Timberlands, had no laces. Ah. Like he was trying to run and wrestle. Into, those boots are big and loose as hell. Like he's going to break his ankle. Like, I'm like, <laughs> like this match, hasn't, the feud hasn't even gone off the ground yet. This match yeah. isn't going to happen. Thank God he's okay. I'm like, dude, lace your boots. Holy crap. <laughs> of all the things that concerns me is unlaced boots. You know, like exposed turnbuckles, sure. Boots it it is your attention to detail is just one of the many things we love about you, Al. <laughs> uh, John the Connie hashtag show stealer. I've been looking forward to this one. Oh God! Uh, yeah. the, the feud, I guess, Andrade uh, wanting to steal uh, Penta and Ray to go work for him instead of working for Pac, uh, due to their, I guess, ethnic background. To put it that way, uh, Chavito's involved. Um. There, there's a lot going on. I guess uh, it was an Andrade booked. I guess the the, the Lucha Bros gave him the you know, first class limo and the first class service to get him to the arena. The one time they were late, um, and then Pac's like, "Yeah, well, they don't work for me, but I'm going to tell them that I'm going to take this match, and they have to go worry about the tag fight." Right. <laughs> I thought that was funny. Uh, but I am I, I am extremely excited for this match. I'm picking Andrade only for the fact that this is his uh, first pay-per-view. Yeah. Um, he just had to lay down to Kenny Omega, which was rough, a match that he was supposed to win in Mexico for the AAA championship. Yeah. Um, I think uh, – and that was Tony Khan's call. Apparently, he's got control over when uh, – well, let me put SpongeBob up. Tony <laughs> Khan has control on where and when Kenny Omega loses. So long and, as he's uh, – Andrade yeah. took the brunt of that in Mexico. 
Uh, so I think this is an I'm sorry and a thank you and a welcome to AEW, but uh, irrelevant. Um, Andrade and Pac, I, th- this is going to steal the show. This is my call. This is the show stealer um, in a match, in a card where I could probably think of uh, a few matches that could have that distinction. Yeah, yeah, exactly. This match is, you know, flying under the radar. You know, there's, there's so many, you know, if, if you're, when you put together the, the poster, these guys are not going to be the biggest figures or, you know, the biggest ones on the card. But, yeah, these two are just going to light it up. And it's almost a shame that I'm not really even tempted to pick Pac because in terms of talent, these two are neck and neck. But like you said, this is yeah, Andrade's first pay-per-view. He's only wrestled in less than a handful of matches since he's gotten there. So it would be very odd to see him lose uh, this early in this run. And he's got Chavito at ringside to, you know, uh, perform some heel tactics and help him out. So give me Andrade over Pac. Okay, so staying with uh, the theme I was mentioning with the Lucha Bros, because they actually, Pac told them to focus on the tag team championship, and they did just that. They won um, a, a, a tournament uh, to become the number one contenders and challenged uh, the Bucks on Wednesday night on Dynamite. There's going to be an eight-man tag where the Bucks are going to team up with uh, <laughs> the Good Brothers. That's a funny picture. I didn't even th- I didn't see the Bucks in that picture. <laughs> uh, uh, so the Elite is getting back together. You got the AWB Tag Team Champions or the AEW, excuse me, the AEW Tag Team Champions with the Impact Tag Team Champions. They're going to be going against Jurassic Express, who the Bucks beat last week on Rampage. Uh, was it Rampage or Dynamite? I think it was Rampage. Rampage. Um, and the Lucha Bros. Uh, uh, no, the, the Lucha Bros beat the Jurassic Express to get the shot. Anyway, point being, the Lucha Bros are going to be in a cage with the Young Bucks. Uh, so how do you think? So how is this working out? The reason I want to pair this with Andrade and Pac is because could there be a turn here? Like, can we have – what happens to Pac if this happens? What happens to Andrade if they don't? Because it seems like everybody needs to be in a clique unless your name is Miro. <laughs> yeah, he, unless he you're already – For a while until he, you know, until he injured Kip Sabian. Exactly. Yeah, I, 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 I think I see the Lucha Bros taking the titles here. It just – it feels like it's time. Uh, it feels like uh, this is probably the only title that has a chance to change hands on this card. So uh, yeah, I could I could see I get the Lucha Bros taking this, and then like you said, you know Andrade makes another pitch to them, like, hey, look, you guys got the, the gold. I took the win over your boy. Obviously, we're all winners. Don't we should be together? So, I could definitely see that happening. Yes. Um, I got the, I got the tag title change here. I think the cage is going to keep. Uh, or try to keep everybody out. I know cold, it doesn't keep cold spray out. You know, there's always a chance that color can spray somebody in the eyes. Maybe the Lucha Bros had me a little, uh, like the, the Rey Mysterio, uh, when he lost his eye there for a hot second. Maybe a little patch <laughs> that you could see through still, but still. Uh, sure. uh, John, real quick, John DeConnie, you know anybody by the name of Matt Jaggyzak? Matt who? Jaggyzak, Jags, you know Jags? I do not. Okay. I talking some trash about you on my Facebook feed, so I thought that was kind of funny. Oh, interesting. Say like Coco Beware could beat you in a blindfold match. <laughs> anyway, so, yeah, that's where I, I, I got the new champions. I think it's time to do that classic match. I know uh, what Ryan and Travis were talking about this morning on the Daily Wrestling News Show is that the Lucha Bros, I think, beat them twice 
the the Escalera de Muerte match way back before the AEW tag titles existed, and they're fighting over the AAA tag titles in AEW to get the you know, the, the the company off the ground. Yeah. Um. Yeah. He's still talking trash. The only clicks to wow. Anyway. Um. So I I think the, the, the Lucha Bros have their number, and like this is not WWE. This is not a 50-50 buyback situation. I just think that. Lucha Bros. I think it's just time for a change. I think this is, the cage is a way to to get them off the box. That's the out, you know. Yeah, exactly. You, you know, uh, yeah, the Good Bros. and Cutler and uh, anyone can try to get in the cage, but then you've got uh, Jurassic Express and can you know yank them down off the cage. So you got the cage to keep them out, and you've got other friends to try and keep things even. And then if if it all comes down to the four people inside the cage. Uh, yeah, I just think the Lucha Bros is going to take this one. It, it seems like the right time. Um, I don't know if you heard. I think it was about not this past Friday, but the Friday before. Uh, an old wrestler by the name of CM Punk uh, returned to the ring after seven years in Chicago. Kind of a big deal. Never heard of him, sir. Never heard of him. <laughs> uh, the fellow 1026er, we uh, I shared a birthday with Punk. Um, he, uh, CM Punk is back. Uh, Darby Allen put his name in his mouth. CM Punk put uh, our, uh, Allen's name right back in his own mouth. Anyway, uh, Punk wants Darby Allen uh, in a match. So we have this. There's really no story here. Uh, it's just the fact that we have CM Punk back. Uh, the show tomorrow night and Dynamite is in Chicago. Friday is in Chicago. The all-out pay-per-view is in Chicago. Ryan Joy is in Chicago. Travis Severance is in Chicago. And rumor going around, Maggie Mae Joy is in Chicago with a poster-sized version of Shirtless Gary. So, um, does, does Darby have a shot in hell in this? <laughs> like, this really... You know... Anybody have a shot in hell at this? Exactly. That That's the thing here. You figure CM Punk coming back at 42 years old his axe to grind is not with this company. It's a, he, it's not like he's been kept from the world title. So he's going straight to the AEW title. I assume that there's going to come a time where CM Punk's main function in this company is going to be to put over new talent, a young talent. That time is not right now. There's no way in hell in Chicago first match in the company that he is not going to beat Mr. Allen. It's funny. I don't know. Not many people pointed this out, but I, I saw it. I don't know if you did. He was actually carrying Triple H's shovel with him when he debuted two Fridays ago. There you see a punk burying all AEW's young talent, right? Yeah, it starts that one. Yeah, no one's ever going to say that ever. <laughs> No reason for CM Punk to lose it. It's crazy. It, 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 all seriousness, I had a lot of fun at people's events. I am, I am a CM Punk fan. I missed all of Punk. That's why I'm not gaga like everybody else. I missed. I wasn't watching wrestling during this whole summer of Punk, and it was champ for you know 400, 500 days or whatever it was. Um, and then, you know when he sat up uh, Indian style at the top of the cage and cried like a girl. I've seen that a million times, but that's. <laughs> You got. I'll just say the same thing when you guys got that. You guys have your legend back. You have your hero back. Enjoy him. I'm going to enjoy CM Punk. So uh, we got him back going forward. You know, we're going to get everybody else back. We're going to get Bray Wyatt. We're going to get Daniel Bryan. 
Marshall Strowman. So we got Buddy Murphy's going to impact, right? Buddy Murphy. Buddy Murphy. Um, the AEW World Championship will be on the line. Uh, the last time these two got together, Kenny Omega had two belts. Now he only has one as Christian Cage defeated Kenny Omega uh, on the debut night of Rampage to become the Impact World Champion. Um, now the rematch is set for All Out, and it's for the AEW World title. It's not a title for title match. This is not a, a double point situation. It's not worth 30 points. Uh, it's worth 15. So, um, Kenny Omega, Christian Cage. I've been calling for this. John the County, I've been calling this for how many months now? Christian Cage is going to be the one who beats Kenny Omega for the AEW World Championships. And my prophecy and my fruition comes true on Sunday night. Yeah, you're dreaming. <laughs> you can bring all the awesomeness you want. I don't think this is where the belt collector's run comes to an end. All right. Your points. Your loss. As Omar would say, sucks to be you. <laughs> um, last but not least, John DeConnie, I'm going to be giving this match as just due. Okay? Okay. I don't think AEW is going to, and I think it's putting a huge wrench in this story. So on Wednesday night on Diamond, just so you know, so the, uh, MJF put Jericho through the five labors of Jericho. Uh, Jericho got through four of them, but when it came to the fifth trimester, which was MJF, uh, Jericho could not get the job done. He was beaten down for four weeks straight. Understandable. Um, MJF is going to have to sit down with Shivani. Uh, Jericho is going to have to sit down with uh, Jim Ross this Wednesday. Jericho decides, you know, the only way to get MJF back into the ring again for one more match is to put his career on the line. So one would think, John DeConnie. Yes. That if this was Chris Jericho's last match ever, ever, that this would main event the show and give Chris Jericho the due that he has earned for the past 30 years he's been in professional wrestling, which includes the first ever AEW World Championship. It includes an ECW Television Championship. IWGP Intercontinental Champion, WCW Cruiserweight Champion, WCW TV Champion, the first undisputed world champion in the history of professional wrestling, three-time world heavyweight champion, two-time WCW champion, record nine-time intercontinental champion, two-time United States champion, European champion, hardcore champion, five-time tag team champion, this has to be the main event of the show if this is Chris Jericho's last match. Correct, right? Yeah. And if it's not and he loses, are they <laughs> going to do him dirty like they did to Christopher Daniels? Yeah, that would be on par. Uh, a little bit worse even, so yeah, so... If this is not in the uh, main event spot, which I don't think it's going to be, Chris Jericho is going to win this match. Like, imagine that this is not the main event, which I'm not expecting it to be. Exactly. Jericho too. But imagine that this is not the main event, MJF wins, 
And instead of putting the camera on Jericho, they go to John Moxley tearing apart a locker room. And that's the last thing we see is Jericho. Because that's what they did to Christopher Daniels. Screw it. Right? Yeah, that look, it was disgusting when that happened. It, not the kind of thing I think they will ever make that mistake again. Uh, certainly not here, but, uh, you know, I'm hoping that it's not even, you know, it's it's a moot point because Chris Jericho wins. Exactly. This 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 show. Okay. Well, James Wheeler's chiming in on some idea. Uh, that's a CM Punk. All right. We'll get we'll get to uh, Wheeler in a second. Um, this show is not about Chris Jericho. No. This show is about CM Punk. If Christian, if this is Chris Jericho's last match with this guy, maybe he wants to be in the band. Maybe he's just going to do commentary. This, that, and the other. His whole career will be overshadowed by CM Punk if he retires on Sunday night. Now he has he has said he doesn't want a big to do with his retirement. He wants it to kind of you know he will have somewhere along the line had his last match. And we won't really talk much about it. And then all of a sudden we'll realize, you know, he's been on commentary. And we haven't seen him wrestle in quite a while. That's what he has said. Well, we all know wrestlers are big, fat liars. Well, that – and I don't think Tony – I don't think his peers would let that happen. No. They want to celebrate him just like they did with the 30th anniversary. They want to – like what they did with The Undertaker. They want to celebrate. They, everybody loves Chris Jericho. The company was built on the man's back. The man loves Chris Jericho. There's no ill will there. No, it's like everyone wants to praise Chris Jericho. There's there's no way in hell that Jericho is going to retire when the crowd is chanting CM Punk the entire night because he's back. Exactly. I love the story of everything, the five labors to get the MJ. I love even putting the career on the line. Yeah. The, sh- the, the timing of CM Punk ruined this, I think. Exactly. Exactly. I, I, months ago. I said that the culmination of the pinnacle uh, uh, inner circle feud would be these two with Jericho's career on the line. And I thought Jericho would lose and it would then yeah. springboard MJF into, uh, you know, a, a series of matches with Sammy. But they did the Sammy match f- six weeks ago, whatever the hell that was. Uh, so that, you know, obviously it didn't become a long going, uh, long running feud, but, you know, they kind of spoiled it by dropping that in there. The, the, the whole timing of this whole thing seemed weird and just didn't seem quite right. And like you said, on this night, it's not going to be about Jericho. And boy, if it's his last match, that would be more than a shame. Well, not to mention him and Christian need to win the tag team championship again, again two together. I mean, those two, you got to get those two together. <laughs> Christian could be the tag champion, the AEW champion, and the Impact champion all at the same time. That's fine. Yeah, sure. Uh, James Wheeler, real quick, uh, all that idea is uh, CM Punk should walk backstage to Chicago Bulls theme, and then when he's in front of the fans, Mike Holt, the first night would be fun. If Kenny Omega wins, which is not, he will be the longest reigning AEW world champion. Too bad, success. So close. Uh, and final countdown, you know, five days away, let the, well, the dragon let loose. Uh, you know, if Chris Jericho's retired, he might as well freaking, you know, debut. <laughs> One more thing to overshadow Chris Jericho's retirement, yeah. right? Uh, for those of you who are wondering, we're going to wrap this up quick. We have five minutes until NXT starts. Ryan Joy, um, he's going to pick Kenny Omega, Chris Jericho, CM Punk. These all look familiar, John DeCon. Oh, geez, yeah. <laughs> it's got Cargill. All right, I'll give him that. That's a bold pick. Uh, Travis, Kenny Omega, Chris Jericho. Wait a minute. 
<laughs> John Smith, all right, he's he's different than everybody. Kenny Omega, Chris Jericho, see if I, wait. Tessa Tessa Blanchard. Blanchard. Okay, bold pick by John. I'll give I'll give him I, I I'll root for him on that one. Sure. Credit for going so outside. Made the exact same picks minus Christian Cage. We met. Is this is this a predictable show? Is there anything that's going to shock us other than great wrestling? I think this is going to be a wrestling show that people are going to enjoy. Yeah, Which exactly. Is fine by me. Fine by me. That's what AEW does best. They put on exactly. great matches, even if you can see the finishes coming from a mile away. Okay. Uh, let's wrap this up with a bow real quick. By the way, Matt Jaggy, Zach, if you are still watching, he wants to know where he can call in. What's the number for the, to call in and talk to us? He's giving us far too much credit. Yeah, exactly. Phone line. We, we, haven't, we haven't paid the phone bill yet. So, Jags, <laughs> we love you, buddy. I know Jags. Uh, Jags, I love you, buddy. Thank you for watching, Val. I appreciate it. Um, Primetime Rundown. There we go. Primetime Rundown powered by StreamYard with Joey Jarzanka, Ian Shry, and Rob DeLuca. Uh, is the date over? Oh, yeah. Last night was their last night on Monday nights. They're going back to Fridays. I'm assuming starting next week. Uh, they take you through all the world of sports right here on all the Eastern Observer platforms. For more information, please go to theeasternobserver.com. Tune in to the Daily Wrestling News Show Monday through Thursday and 10 a.m. Uh, at 10 a.m. to get your morning cup of joy with Ryan and his band of merry co-hosts. As I sort through all of the Boulder Dash right here on all the Eastern Observer platforms, uh, Ryan will actually taking the rest of the week off. He is in Chicago. Uh, John McConaughey, he's asking me about everything else. He didn't ask you to host his show for him. <laughs> no, no, I don't think anyone's going to give me a platform to talk all on my own. <laughs> uh, Ryan, the uh, Body Slam Brigade is over 4,500 subscribers. You see this weekly column. Make sure you go to minutesthebelltime.com to subscribe. The Body Slam Brigade by Ryan for you for free. Uh, the Black Cats NYC, their new album, Free Cake, dropped way back in November. They are the official band of the Eastern Observer. Please go to all these music flat platforms. Platforms. How about that one? Platforms uh, to download the Black Cats NYC and their new album, Free Cake. As always, the Central Wrestling Podcast is sponsored by Pro Wrestling Pick'em, the internet leader in sports entertainment pick'em pools. Join us in the Essential Wrestling Podcast public pool to play against us or to create a, or create a pool with your friends, uh, a private pool for just you and your friends. I'm just off my reading. I'm going too fast. ProWrestlingPick'em.com. Play against your friends. Play against the universe. Gosh, you'll love it too. Uh, join us back next week where uh, not such a fun number, episode 70. We'll be here uh, at uh, 6 o'clock on Tuesday on all viewing options the same way you watch us. You are watching us now. You can watch us next week as well. We go live at 6 p.m. Uh, and that is it. I had a couple CCW announcements, but uh, that was uh, that's going to be pointless. <laughs> uh, John the County, anything before we leave? No, just uh, really looking forward to All Out. Uh, and we should get uh, some, some excellent inside dirt from the men that are in the building. We'll get some pictures, I'm sure, up in the minutes of bell time uh, group. And uh, really looking forward to this show. Yeah, so am I. Looking forward to it as well. Uh, Alexa Bliss, we love you. Larry Steve, forever in our hearts. Uh, John DeConi, take us home. Thanks for joining us. And as always, we wish you the best in all of your future endeavors. You know, the funny thing is we are just so nonchalant about Jericho winning. Like, imagine if he loses and we're just completely blowing it off right now. Like, this is the last time we see Chris Jericho. Think about that. Seriously. Oh, awful. Life without Can't Jericho. Not ready, for, not ready for life without Jericho. Cannot fathom a world like that.